I just think it's really unsafe of them to be shooting golf balls into their camp. Like, why aren't you shooting them off into the other side? That's a very fair point. That is. Like, Hurley later is like, oh, like, try and get him, like, in those trees. Like, you'll never get him in those trees. Then she does. And I'm just like, who have you knocked out today? (laughs) Somebody is hurt. Someone comes, like, stumbling into camp with, like, a big old goose egg. And Jack's like, what happened? Hello and welcome to Our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. If I were a cop, I wouldn't be. Thank you. <laughs> what kind of answer is that? All right. Well, the, the real fun fact is, if I were a cop, like, which job would you want to have? Like, would you like to be at behind a desk? Would you like to be on patrol? Would you like, like, what kind of, and what kind of cop would you like to be? I am not interested in being a cop. Thank you. All right. Not even, like, as, like, one of the, like, forensic scientists? No, I'm not, I'm not about dead bodies or anything. Okay, forensic scientist is much different than a dead body. Mm-hmm. That's a mortician. Uh, sometimes forensic scientists have to deal with dead bodies. I went to yeah. grade six. I went to grade six. Well, I watched CSI, so that's where my knowledge is coming from. Okay, well, I watched Ricky Blue. Okay, excuse me, I need to introduce myself. Okay. So Yeah, okay. My name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 29-year-old writer and TV critic from <laughs> Beautiful- Oh, stop! <laughs> from Beautiful Post-Apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can kind of journalism and talking about my cat. And if I were a cop, I would, I would like, do the training to become a cop, but then I would become a CSI. Okay. A crime scene investigator, which was not a job that actually existed before the show CSI uh, started. Fun fact. It occurs to me that, like, by the time this goes up, it might not be, like, for, like, because I, I can say I'm from Alberta, Canada, but I will be living in Vancouver. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Guess you're going to have to change. I'm going to have to think about it. Okay. Anyway, our guest uh, today is Danny Sam. Woo! I'm Danielle. I'm 34. I live in Rapid City, South Dakota. It's the tourist hub of South Dakota. <laughs> I am a Raven Puff. That is an actual house. Um, I'm a TV fanatic, and found families are my kryptonite. Yeah. Which is and like if, this whole show. Yeah. And if I were a cop, I would probably be a CSI. Okay. Oh my god, Team CSI, yes. <laughs> we'll just leave Robin behind. She's not invited. <laughs> I'll be the person behind the camera capturing all of your adventures. Oh, that sounds good. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, like, your history with Lost and the show? Like, how many times have you watched it? So, I watched Lost when it first aired. Um, I was a fan of Alias, so I decided to give Lost a try. So, I've watched from the very first episode. Um, I've probably, after it aired, watched it one full time through, and then, like, handfuls of episodes here and there since then. And, like, I know this is a really big question, but, like, what do, like what does it mean to you? Like, what's... I mean, yeah, that's, that's the full question. <laughs> Lost was, like, the first show that, like, I watched, like, with my group of friends. So we either watch in our, like, dorm rooms and, like, message each other during the show, or we actually would go to each other's apartments and watch, but it was, like, my first group viewing other than family. Sweet. That's really cool. And then who are some of your favorite characters? Saeed's probably my favorite, but... Yes. Saeed and Hurley are probably tied, and then I also mm-hmm. really love Sun and Kate. Sweet. Good answers. Good answers. I love when people answer Saeed because on this, like, new experience through Lost, 
I am appreciating Saeed so much more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um... Oh, wait, of, of any spoiler characters, do you have any, like, spoiler character favorites, too? I love Lapidus. He's... Oh, snaps. I just love Lapidus. Yep. I probably love... I love Faraday. Oh, snap, snaps! Robin loves Lapidus. I do I do love Desmond. Desmond I really do love, and mm-hmm. Juliet is probably, like, my favorite brought-on lighter character. Juliet is an angel who can do no wrong, even though she did so much wrong. <laughs> And where can we find you on social media? You can find me pretty much everywhere at Sam's Jazz. Sweet. And you should follow her social media because it's really cute and she's really nice. And I usually have lots of pictures of my puppies. Um, uh, yeah, which is the best part. me up. <laughs> All right. Today we have words to say about episode 208 of Lost Collision. Collision. Okay, collision. so of the title, you know, collision is sort of like t- the finally the two sides of the survivors kind of collide. Another thing I was thinking about yesterday was that like they're not using the word like they're not saying coming together. They're using the word collision, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, violent, which is like um loud, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's very metaphorical for how these two groups merged. I would say like the word collision First of all, already reminds me of Anna Lucia because, like, I know that it's, like, an episode about Anna Lucia, but also, like, I don't know, I just feel like that word kind of embodies her, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a very chaotic character. Yes, true. Exactly. Yeah. Half mm. my family has just come down the stairs. <laughs> They're like, hey, we want to be in the podcast, too. Do you want to be in the podcast? Do you want to say hello? Here comes uh, season one guest, Callie. Oh, my God. Hi. She says hi. The broadcast date was November 23rd, 2005. (gasps) 23. Exciting. And it was written by Javier Grigio Marchwatch and Leonard Dick. Way to go. How many of these episodes did Javi end up writing? I think lots. I can check that for you. Um, But I think it's funny that Javi's last name is Grigio Marchwatch and the other one is Dick. Dick. (laughs) You're like, oh, I wonder how to pronounce this last one here. And it was directed by Stephen Williams, who is like... With Jack Bender, the two main directors of the show. Steve Bill. That's his name. Just thought I'd let you know. Now, Danny Sam, I have a question for you. Yeah? Do you like Anna Lucia or do you not like Anna Lucia? I don't hate her, but I'm not her biggest fan. Okay, interesting. Because people always have, like, such polarizing opinions on her. Like, she and Shannon, you know? Like, I love Michelle Rodriguez. I was so excited when she came on the show. But I just don't think they gave enough to Anna Lucia. That's so true. And I think some of that does have to do with, like, the background stuff that was going on. But yeah. I think they did Anna Lucia dirty. Um, I also agree. So it looks like Javi wrote six episodes of Lost and then did the story of one of the episodes. And it looks like this is actually his last one. Oh. Um, his last, like, one where Damn. he, like, actually officially wrote it. I believe he was still in the writer's room, though, because it says that he was the writer who created the Blast Door map, which uh, comes in later this season, so... Yeah, but it looks yeah. like this is, like, his okay. last official writing credit. Oh, that's kind of a bummer. I mean, at least I don't have to keep saying his name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to say, though. Also on here it says Javier Grillo Marks Watch. So maybe I'm wrong, that's not but I don't care. I don't think so, because... At least I tried. <laughs> Wait, you heard Joe pronounce it. Yeah. I, t- I took my pronunciation from the way that Joe pronounced it. Exactly. So. Um, some fun facts about this episode is that to hide the fact that, like, Anna Lucia existed, I, 
or like oh no it was tough to hide the fact that shannon died um it was originally a charlie episode called old habits so they were like oh hey this is definitely not an Anna lucia ep about shannon dying <laughs> oh you mean like the press release yeah okay. or not necessarily the press release but like you know how we know that like or like you get um what's it called the episode summary. you get like uh, yeah, episode summaries and stuff. So it was like a, a Charlie episode called Old Habits is what it was supposed to be. That's pretty genius. And oh my gosh, it's actually so funny on the Lostpedia page of this. I like fully laughed out loud when I saw this. Um, the episode was originally promoted as a Charlie episode titled Old Habits. There were hopes that viewers would think that this episode focused around Charlie using drugs again. However, the title would play into Anna Lucia's old habit of shooting people. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. That's so dark and so funny. <laughs> um and then the other one is just that it's like the first episode, like the finally finally the first episode that has a centric character that wasn't one of the original main characters in season 1. And from then on, some of the best episodes are those episodes. That's fully true. Yep. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to have our recap. Brittany's going to try and recap it in less than a minute. Uh we'll heck and see. I think I can do it. And it's really? like, oh, it's, supposed, it's supposed to be in the style of Lost in 8 minutes and 15 seconds, which I always ask everyone who guessed if they've seen it. So Danny Sam, have you seen that? No. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll remind me to send you a link because it's really cool. It's the whole show summed up in 8 minutes and 15 seconds, um, like using clips and commentary. And it's so funny. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you, are you gonna time me? I'm ready. Thank you. Okay. Saeed pulls a gun on Anna Lucia and all hell breaks loose. They take Saeed hostage. Echo bounces with Sawyer to get him help. Anna wants Steph from the hero's camp in exchange for Saeed. I do it. He's handsome. Anyway, she wants to live alone, and I also get that. Jack's golf game is interrupted by Echo and Sawyer. Sawyer won't take a pill until Kate Sweet talks him. All right. Echo won't take anyone to where Shannon was killed, but he'll, he will take Jack. Classic. Saeed and Anna swap we've done bad things stories. She sets Saeed free and dares him to kill her. He won't because he says they're both already dead. The Tailies finally meet our fades, and Bernard and Rose reunite. I cry. In the flashbacks, Anna Lucia was shot, but now she's back on duty because her mom said so. Literally. She can't handle it, however, and almost shoots a suspect. Back at the station, she's told that they found the man who shot her, but she says that it's not him. Psych, she lied. She's just into vigilante justice. She tracks him down, tells him she was pregnant, and then murks him. The end. Yeah, you did it. 56 seconds. Yes! Nice. Well, it's because it was easier to recap because even though, like, a lot of emotional work is done in this episode, not a lot of action happens. True. Yeah. So uh, we're going to start with our island stuff. And I didn't, I, I had a hard time trying to split up our island island stuff. Like, usually I do, like, two story storylines in the island and then the flashback storyline. But I figured we'd just talk about all the whole island together because I couldn't really find a way to split them up. Okay. <laughs> Okay? That was hilarious. Okay. Is that okay? That was the most, that was, you went full Robin. What do you mean? Explain yourself, ma'am. Nothing. No. Explain yourself, ma'am. She just really needs to be organized, and when she's not organized, she gets stressed. (laughs) Well, I was thinking, couldn't you do, like, stuff where Anna Lucia is the hatch and golf on the island? As your three kind of... Yeah, but then also then, like, Echo and Sawyer show up, and then you're like, whoa, that's a little lot. <laughs> Alright, then let's just do it! <laughs> okay. Um, so, Saeed has a gun, and Michael's like, Saeed, no! And Saeed's <laughs> like, I'm not listening right now. Um, and so Echo stops him, and, you know, they fight and everything. 
and Anna takes Saeed's gun and since like her the gun that she had before only had one bullet in it. So she used that bullet to kill Shannon and now she's just like, well, this thing's useless. So now <laughs> she has Saeed's gun and she's like, nice. I have bullets now. It's what she deserves. Actually, no, it's not. Yeah, it's not what she deserves. She, no. Um, she she actually shouldn't have them at all. No, no. I, I'm trying to figure out how exactly I want to go about this because we know that clearly Anna has had problems. I mean, like she has... <sighs> Chill out. Okay. <laughs> Anna Lucia is a police officer. She has gone through the academy. She has gone through the training of being a police officer. And she got involved in an officer-involved shooting. Obviously, this is flashback things, but I do think this is super, super relevant to what's going on right now. It is, yes. yes. She has been cleared to go back to work. And I think this is in this moment, if not earlier, she was just like, I should not have been cleared to go back to work. I was not ready. Mm-hmm. Because she, although... She was the one who got shot in her giant incident. Winky wink. She has now, she has shot a civilian. And that's like one of the things that like you is most frowned upon. <laughs> frowned upon. <laughs> you're in school and they're like, hey, listen, you're not going to get in like super trouble. Oh, this got too political too fast. Yeah. I was like, hey, uh, that actually basically is just what happens to cops. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. not the greatest, but... Oops. They're like, yeah, just, like, don't do it again, okay? They're like, we don't want this to be political. Let's just make it, like, a blonde girl, I guess. <laughs> Literally, though. Um, but yeah, like, she shot a civilian. Like, that's something that it's just, like, that. this is, like, literally the worst possible thing that you could do. Yeah. And now she's just After like they asked her not to and everything. And like I wonder if the, in this moment she's just like like where's my therapist? I need to talk to my therapist about this. Can he make me better again? I mean, I don't know if my first thought would be a therapist. My first thought would be flip and run. Yeah, I mean that's what she tries Which to do, right? So was probably her second thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like, so right after that, she's literally just like, is there anything else on him? And he's like, what? And she's like, loot him. Loot him? Loot him. (laughs) Can you imagine? Nobody move! Nobody! Does he have anything else on him? What? He just had a gun to your neck. Check to see if he has anything else on him. Hey, put it down. Stop. You crazy? Don't point that at I me. I said stop. What is your problem, huh? <laughs> Get back! Get back, both of you! Are, are you crazy? Anna. Now! Anna. She's just like, see how many coins he's got. It's a video game. Exactly. She's like, oh, what, what, what good stuff does he have? Yeah. And Echo's literally like, what? <laughs> She's like, loot him! Stop. I love how this incident shows both um, Echo's true character how he wanted to stop Saeed, but only kind of to defuse the situation. Yeah. And he had no ill will towards anyone. Exactly. Fully, like, he wasn't even- But he being... still wound up in the middle of it. Yep. At no point was he just like, like, here's my thing, is he's just like, hey, this- She's like, hey, this dude tried to kill you, like, what the heck, like, shouldn't you- shouldn't you have any, like, animosity towards this man? And it's like, Echo wants to look at her and be like, dude- he literally just lost somebody that he loves. I'm pretty sure, like, everything that he was doing was fully valid and, I don't know, makes sense to me. So, I mean, if it was me, I'd be mad too. Exactly. He has empathy. I would, like, the fact that Saeed had any level of logic in this moment at all 
kind of blows my mind. And I don't think he really did. When he first acted, it was just instinct for him. Yeah. But when yeah. he woke back up, then he started thinking. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Anna Lucia, like, starts pointing the gun at freaking everybody. And Michael's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> I vouch for you, man. <laughs> Michael says, and I quote, are you crazy? And Jin says in Korean, I quote, hey, are you crazy? <laughs> I love the little Jin translations. Because it's like, at any given time, he's just confused. Jin says, hey, are you crazy? And it's like, d- does Jin understand the fact that Michael literally has said, are you crazy? Or are they just like that linked, you know? They're that linked. I think they're, just, they're that linked. I love them being best friends. I love that for them. They're like bro TP for life, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, Michael's just like, what Like, what are you doing? Like, I thought we were past this, right? Um, and she ends up, like, firing, like, a warning shot, and it's like, what the heck? Also, and- why would you waste a bullet like that? Like, come Bully. on, man. You're on an island, and those bullets are not replenishable. Bernard and Libby are like, dude, well, like, what are you thinking? Hello, you are being bad. <laughs> and for some reason, like, they seem to think that they have, like, jurisdiction over her. Like, I know... Maybe they should because they've had like they've like been through so much together. But like also Anna Lucia's like a heckin' she's like off the tracks. What's it yeah. what's it called? What's it called? That trope. That trope. What do you what do you One sec. She's off her rocker, she's off she's she's a train off the tracks. It's like it's like that old trope in like um TV where they would be like he's a wild card. Crap. It's not going to happen. Dang it! I bet I'll think about it later. I'll think of it later, okay? Okay, I'll Um, I'll be waiting with, like, bated breath. Cool. She's like, hey, tie him up. And Echo's like, um, no. Literally, like, she just shot his girlfriend, and she knows that he just, like, that she just shot his girlfriend, and then her first thing is, tie him up. I think she panics. Yeah! Oh, absolutely. Like, she's like, I mean, she obviously has some, like, serious paranoia issues, Mm -hmm. because she has... PTSD. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she absolutely does. The island did not help with her PTSD. It it made it explode. Yeah, it exacerbated it for sure. <laughs> Something that I noticed throughout this whole episode is, and maybe, you know, if I went back and looked at the previous Anna Lucia episodes, I would notice this more. But, like, she does a whole lot of fidgeting this episode. Mm-hmm. She's doing a lot of things with her hands. And that's, like... I'm not an expert on PTSD or anything, but I'm almost certain that, like, fidgeting is a a symptom. Well, it's more... For me, it was sort of like, for Anna Lucia, her anxiety manifests in action. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's why she had to go back on the force. Like, she was like, I need to to be doing something. I need to be moving. And so when she's trapped in this situation of her own creation where she can't go anywhere, like, I I think that physically is manifesting itself with how much she's moving. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is a great acting choice, just by the way. Until she had a plan, which was running away, but until she had a plan, she had nowhere to go, so her body just kept moving. Exactly. Um, and so she, like, points the gun at Libby, and she's like, tie him up, and, you know, obviously, like, if I had a, for, like, a month and a half, almost two months, I had a special bond with somebody, and then they pointed a gun at me and told me to do something, I would be also a little alarmed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I would be like, um, who do you think you are? Yeah. And also, who do you think I am? <laughs> so she's like, let's use the vines from the stretcher. And Michael's like, hey, like, if we, if you take apart the stretcher, then we can't, like, save my friend. And she's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested in saving your friend. 
And Libby's like, hello, like, Sawyer's gonna die. And Anna, Lu- and Lu- Anna Lucy is like, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, then die. <laughs> yeah. She knows what she's doing. She knows what's up. So Jack is at the, like, whole watering hole, <laughs> I guess. Um, the, the water, the water cooler. Yeah. They're gossiping. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, filling up his water bottle and Rose comes up and she's, like, just fully mothering him. <laughs> Which is really interesting because Rose isn't actually a mother. So that's kind of cool. She's just kind of like, hey, do you need to get a grip, friend, for a yeah. minute? <laughs> it's me. I'm here. The golf ball plops into there. And it's like, I just think it's really unsafe of them to be th- shooting golf balls into their camp. Like, why aren't you shooting them off that's into a, the other side? That's a very fair point. Like, Curly later is like, oh, like, try and get him, like, in those trees. Like, you'll never get him in those trees. And then she does. And I'm just like, who have you knocked out today? <laughs> Somebody is hurt. <laughs> Someone comes like stumbling into camp with like a big old goose egg and Jack's like, what happened? He's like, man, now I have to treat them. I'm like, I don't know. They think it's the others, but it's really just those who idiots. But another thing that I had a question about for the scene is it's just like, why? And I don't think any of us will be able to answer this question. But why is Hurley now friends with Charlie again? After he's been so terrible to him. Bad continuity. Plot purposes. <laughs> She's right. Yeah. And also because I don't know if like the writers realized how bad a friend right. Charlie was being. You know? I do say on like rewatch, like Charlie does come off a lot worse on rewatch so than when worse. it first aired. <laughs> Honestly, like Charlie in the last couple episodes has been borderline unbearable. This, yeah, mm-hmm. this show has a has like quite a lot of good examples of like good male friendships, male friendships, people who really care about each other and you know they are allowed to really love each other and like say how much they miss each other and everything, right? But mm-hmm. I think now that we now we see so much more of that in current television that it's like when we see a bad friendship like that and people who are actually supposed to be really close we're like what the heck when like past in the past i i think you know you would see a lot more friendships that were a little bit toxic does that make sense no that makes perfect sense because i think and this also goes to the rise of social media i think there wasn't as many people to call out like hey that's not how you should like treat your friends and that's not how your characters should treat Mm -hmm. each other Whereas now, like, if something is inherently toxic, that is feedback that makes its way to the creators. Yeah, I mean, just, like, Terry Jeffords and Jake Peralta would never. Oh, God, no. (laughs) (gasps) Big mood. Oh, my God. The two best friends that anyone could have. Except also um, Jake and Boyle. There is nothing toxic about that show. I can't. can't, Can I name? No. I'm not not off the top of my head. I can't name anything. Gina and Boyle. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Get rid of that. Thanks. No. <laughs> no I love it. It's my favorite thing. No, can't relate. Um, it's so wonderfully awkward. But anyway, welcome to the Brooklyn Nine-Nine podcast. One thing, just backtracking real quick, is that like Rose is like, oh, Jack, you're spending so much time in the hatch. But like, if Jack isn't pushing the button, like, what is he doing down there other than just like hanging out and like reading books? He's taking showers. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it bothers me also that, like, Jack is like, this is a place of luxury right now. Let's not tell anybody. Okay, but, like, and which is so weird because for Jack's character, that shouldn't be something that he does. Right. He should he should share it. He should be sharing exactly. these things. But the thing that kind of cracks me up is, like, 
I love imagining like the weird stuff that he's doing in that hatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what weird hobbies has he picked picked up? What games did Desmond leave behind for him to mess with? Oh my gosh. This this place it, this hatch is only for me, Kate, Locke, Hurley, and now Rose. And then also Charlie knows about it. And also Sun now inexplicably knows about it too. Um, okay, so what could he be? He could probably be using the hatch to be like, I'm going to woo Kate into loving me by saying, look, here's a shower. (laughs) Oh, I still have, I'm still really upset about how that scene went down in 204. Oh, the shower scene? Yeah. Yeah. she showers and then Jack comes in and it's just like, hi. And she's like, hi, literally some privacy, please. Like, get out, idiot. (laughs) So Kate is good at golf, which is great. What, What isn't Kate good at? Uh, staying in one place. Mm, she's right. Yeah. But also, like, that's something to kind of think about. Like, we know that Kate obviously has commitment issues, and, you know, there are some things that Kate struggles with, mm-hmm. but in a lot of respects, Kate is also, like, kind of a Mary Sue character. You know, she seems to be, like, you know, the bo- the man's, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, one of the boys. Yeah. You know, and you're like- The okay. guy's girl. Yeah, exactly. So they're gonna do double or nothing- Double is $10,000. And Curly's probably just like, pocket change. (laughs) Curly's like, but I actually have that. Do you think he can track? Charlie's like, oh, well, Hurley's rich. And I'm like, okay, but do you believe it now? Or are you fully just making fun of Hurley again right to his face? I don't think he believes Hurley still at this point. So he's, he's mocking him. Exactly. And it's like, why are you mocking him? He's not. But like, why would you believe someone? Like, if someone told me they were a millionaire after we crashed on a plane, I'd be like, sure you are. Yeah. Be like, well, where's your Rolex then, dude? But, okay. <laughs> He's like, Jin stole it. Okay, yeah. Someone tells me on an island that they're a millionaire. But if my friend on this island tells me they're a multimillionaire, then I might believe them. That's very true. Right. That's fair. He's not just some random person. Yeah, you've had like a bond now. And it's been long enough that, like, you can tell they're hiding that for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right. That's fair. Okay. I hear it. And so, yeah, Kate wins the bet because, of course, she does. And Jack comes up and he's just like, hi, I'm here to mansplain golf. <laughs> I mean, he is a doctor. And Kate literally is just like, are you mansplaining golf? <laughs> you hooked it. Try keeping your left arm straight. You giving me tips? Kate, I'm... I'm a doctor. So you think you could do better? <laughs> Anyone can hit a ball. That's, that's not golf. And what's golf? Golf is... accuracy. Well, why don't we play a few holes and see which one of us is more accurate? You're kidding, right? Three holes, no handicap, we play for bragging rights. What are we waiting for? And Jack says, and I quote, Kate, I'm a doctor. I mean, it makes perfect sense, though. I know, but it's gross. It it was. I'm a doctor. Kate, you know, I went to med school and I'm really rich and. I can afford to play golf all the time, you know? But, like, that's, the that's like, the whole joke, though. Oh, totally. Yeah. I was like, Robin, do you get the joke? <laughs> no, I get the joke. I just think, like, and I know that Jack's kind of, like, making a joke here, but it's also kind of just him being like, Kate, 
I'm privileged. I think my favorite thing is that this joke is only funny to Jack because like in his mind he's probably making fun of his dad oh my gosh yeah Yeah. right and so he's like Kate I'm a doctor and he's like get it and then he's like oh no you don't get it oh Oh my god okay can I tell you what one of my favorite vines of all time yes okay shout out to movie Manny who like made some fantastic vines including what makes you think you can work at zoomies um oh I know how to count Oh, like, none of us can do that. But, okay, so one of my favorite vines that Movie Manny ever made was a little series called uh, Comedian Only Tells Inside Jokes. (laughs) And it's literally so funny. He's like, oh, my God. And then I said, don't be such a Rebecca. (laughs) Oh, wait, you guys don't know who Rebecca is. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's Jack right now, though. It's so funny. And that's what this reminds me of. Oh, you guys don't know. You you had to be there. Yeah. Okay, actually, never mind. This isn't that funny. Yeah. Um, because you guys don't get it. But either way, he's like, hey, so like golf is accuracy. Anyone can hit a ball. And she's like, like okay, well, you? let's see who's more accurate. And I'm like, I feel like there's a euphemism here, but I don't know what it is. Also, like, imagine Jack thinking that he was more accurate at something when Kate has proven, like, like, she doesn't even have to prove anything. She's Kate. Yeah, exactly. What can't she do? <laughs> Sometimes I'm mad at Jack. But another thing that I'm kind of thinking is she says, hey, who do you think is more accurate? And I'm like, honestly, like, probably Jack, to be honest. Like, just in general, you know, like, he's a surgeon. He has to be accurate. God, is this their weird way of flirting? Oh, it fully is. It was. Fully. Yeah. Oh, they're so wonderfully awkward. Charlie is always there witnessing their weird flirting. (laughs) Charlie's like, can I leave? Like, this just keeps (laughs) happening. Like, beginning of season one, and I quote, oh, you guys have an inside joke. Absolutely wonderful for you both. That's like him just continually feeling. That's why he's such a jerk this season. He's just like, everyone else has inside jokes but me. Charlie, and I quote, if you guys are done verbally verbally copulating, can we get a move on? There we go. Like, in case the audience wasn't clear that this was the intended shift, they had to have someone else, like, comment on it, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so she's like, okay, well, let's see who's better at golf. And he's like, are you kidding? And she's like, no. Three holes, no <laughs> handicap, bragging rights, let's go. And he's like, okay. You're like, all right, well. I'm down. He's like, it, like, literally she says that, and he's like, oh, crap, she knows the words. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, she knows the lingo. <sighs> I'm screwed now. So Echo is trying to help Sawyer and is giving him some water and stuff. And Libby's like, you know what? Like, it's okay. You know, we just, we just need to go over there because like, they'll understand. And she's like, well, I killed one of them. And I'm like, I know, but like, ooh, it was an accident. She's like, it's awkward, but I mean, not a problem. Yeah. Like, honestly, if you can, if you want to sit here, get Saeed to, to forgive you and then everyone else will forgive you. Like Saeed's the one that you need to be worried about. Honestly, it's like Saeed and Hurley. Oh, totally. And, like, another thing yeah. is it's just, yeah. like, you know what, Anna? You're, like, real freaking lucky that Boone isn't alive right now because Boone would be the one you are wor- you need to worry about. You'd be ne- you'd need to worry that Boone would kill you. Fully. Yeah. Because yeah. Boone is... Oh, my gosh! I almost... Boone was stupid I as almost rock. figured out what that phrase was from before. <laughs> I almost figured out. I almost said oh it, and God. I can't remember what it was. Are you trying to say, like, off the rails... Loose cannon! He's a loose cannon! Oh my god. Loose cannon cop! Loose cannon! The phrase you were looking for was loose loose cannon the whole time? Yeah. You're a special person. Loose cannon. It was like loose cannon cop from the wrong side of the tracks. Or like loose cannon... Loose cannon... 
Where the, what's the phrase? It's just loose cannon, but... <laughs> there was, like, another part of that. I, I, there's not, though. No, it's just loose cannon. It's just loose cannon. Well, either way, she's a loose cannon cop from the wrong side of the tracks. Okay. Okay. Saeed wants to be untied, and Anna's like, no. And then <laughs> Saeed fully just, like, yells at her because, obviously, you know, he's gone through a trauma and he's a little bit upset. He's in, he's in his feelings right now. Yeah. And Anna Lucia is just like, hey, like, if Jin and Michael move, like, say something. Because, obviously, like, you know, suddenly she doesn't trust them anymore now that they have other people that they trust more than her. Mm-hmm. So Echo picks up Sawyer and is going to go and, like, take him to the doctor. And Anna says, like, she, like, implores him. She's just like, please don't leave. Because she, like, needs him. And she also needs, like, not only does she need him, like, just to be there, but I think he lends her sort of, like, a legitimacy to what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if she doesn't have him as backup, then she might lose control of everyone. Because, hey, if Echo doesn't support it, then why are we all still following the weird crap you do? Totally. And she's like, if it was you, like, so- like Sawyer would let you die. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know. He had a revelation last episode, but... Or, like, <laughs> the episode before. So maybe not, but probably. But it's not for Sawyer. It's for Echo. Okay, but do you guys think Sawyer would let him die? Season one Sawyer, maybe. But um, not the Sawyer that we have now, I don't think. I... I do think, like, Sawyer, had he not been shot and Shannon died, he would have been one that Anna Lucia would have had to worry about because he becomes very protective of his people. Mm-hmm. And Shannon was his people. Oh my god, Sawyer doesn't even know that Shannon died yet. No. <laughs> He's like, I was unconscious. How long was I asleep? Yeah. He was busy with a gunshot of his own. Yeah. So Libby thinks that they should <laughs> let Saeed go. And she's like, no, he's going to come after me. Because she, you know, she has paranoia issues, which is fair. So, like, she seems to think that, like, Saeed will probably kill her. And if she doesn't kill Saeed first, then she's going to die. And what an interesting sort of perspective that she has, that her entire life experience has led her to that conclusion. Mm. Like, it never crosses her mind that someone wouldn't murder her in response because it's what she would do. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And what is that's what she did do. And she says, oh, I killed someone he loves. But how does she know that? Like, did Michael and Jin say that? Did, like, she just kind of assume that from the way that Saeed was, like, holding Shannon slash, like, the way that he reacted? Like, I'm not sure. Probably situational. He saw how she, how he acted after she was shot and how he held her. Right. So she just kind of took it from the situation. Yeah, I agree. I think it's funny that, like, Saeed was like, Shannon, I love you. And then he's just like, I, she's like, oh, I killed someone he loves. And he's like, how did you know? Were you listening? Like, That's so rude. You eavesdropped on our final oh moment. God, it's too dark to jump. <laughs> it's, too, it's too dark. And so Michael gets up and she's like, hey, no. And he's just bringing Saeed water. And he says, you're going to shoot <laughs> Michael me? Michael, no fear. Shoot me. Which I have spoiler thoughts about that. But also, I feel like that's a serious dig at her. Like, you know? Like, I think Michael was still maybe on Anna Lucia's side after she shot Shannon, you know, because he knew it was an accident and everything. He knew Mm -hmm. the context, you know, they heard the whispers. She was very, very scared. He gets it. But as Mm -hmm. soon as Anna Lucia points a gun at Michael and, like, does that warning shot, he's like, nope, we're on opposite sides again, my friend. That's not cool. And it's like the slow erosion of her power. Totally. And now him saying, are you going to shoot me? Then shoot me. Is like, wow, since you're shooting everybody today. Just go off, I guess. Why not make it one more? Go off, I guess. Can you imagine Michael both saying that? Oh my gosh. Well, go off, I guess. And so he gives him water and Saeed's like, hey, who dat? 
<laughs> and Michael says, her name's Anna Lucia. They were, you know, the, this is the tail section and we're bringing them back. And he says, where's Walt? And Mike, Michael's like, oh, well, they, you know, I don't really want to talk about it because it's upsetting to me. But, um, like, the others took him. And Saeed, okay, Saeed, first of all, Saeed is real freaking mad about the fact that Walt is gone. Uh-huh. And I have a few theories as to why he's so upset. Okay. So my first theory is it's just like, he was there when Russo said they're coming for the boy. Mm-hmm. And obviously they didn't come for Aaron. So maybe this is Saeed finally putting together that they did come for the boy that night. Okay. Uh, my other one is that Shannon this whole time has been like, hey, I see Walt. And now finally Saeed has seen Walt. And now he says, where's Walt? Michael says, oh, he got taken from the raft. And Saeed's like, you know, frustrated because he's like, I freaking saw Walt. Like, where could he possibly be? What's going on? I I think it's guilt that he's feeling. Yes. He didn't believe Shannon mm. when she said she saw him. And now that the others have him, she probably did see him. And now she's dead. Yep. Oh, right. And he didn't, and- he didn't believe her. Mm-hmm. And when he saw Walt, he was probably still thinking, okay, you know, there's something up with this island in the first place. Like, it odds are we're having a shared hallucination. Not that he quite literally saw Walt. And so now he's like, I didn't believe her. And then I didn't believe my own eyes. And now she's dead and I'll never get to tell her that she was right. But we mm-hmm. both, like, all of us agree that, like, that wasn't actually Walt, right? I think it was a form Right, of but Walt. it wasn't, like, actually, like, physically Walt. Like Saeed no. potentially thinks it is. No. Okay, yeah. cool. That makes me feel better. And so Saeed's just like really upset. And Michael's kind of just like, hey, um, guess I'll comfort you <laughs> uh, about something that I should probably be comforted about. But whatever. <laughs> right? He's like, yeah, it's my kid missing. But, but I mean, whatever. You, you got stuff going on too. I get it. So we're back to Jack and Kate playing some golf. And they, uh, so Jack throws the golf tee and you know it turns out that kate's the one who gets to go first um and he's like oh like just so you know like the ladies tee is you know 10 feet closer but like she literally said no handicaps last scene so yeah <laughs> come at me jack but also another thing that i was just like this is so pretentious like i know you know i've had i have a new perspective now that you like are talking about how he might be like making fun of his dad and stuff but him saying at my golf club i was like kill me i mean ugh, there's just so much Oh, you know what? Actually, no, I have a more important thought. Danny Sam. I always ask people this. Is it, are you a skate shipper or Suliet shipper? Or neither? I'm a Suliet shipper. I'm, okay, I mean, I'm good. a Suliet shipper too. I'm both, but it just like, I'm a skate shipper from uh, one to four and then Suliet from five to six. Exactly. Like, if you could take like original watch, I was probably a Jade shipper okay. till probably middle of five. Mm. And then I was all okay. about Suliet, but... I'm probably very firmly Suliet. (laughs) Very fair. Okay. And then nextly, um, I just want to say like, God, they're both so awkward. Great. Yeah. That's what I had to say. But um, also his club, like, do you think he ever actually went golfing if his dad didn't drag him to do it? No. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think he hates golfing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. Like, 
I think he might go with like some of his colleagues. I feel like I feel like when he go when he has to golf with his dad, obviously it's like a huge competition between them because everything is. But when he's like going out with like some of his other colleagues to this club or whatever, um, because you know they enjoy it, then I think he's able to enjoy himself. So like the fact that his dad isn't here, I think he probably enjoys golfing with Kate. It's something that he knows about and enjoys. I don't know. That's maybe just me. Yo, though, but do you really think that Jack is the type of guy who would like go golfing with his colleagues? Maybe Jack was a workaholic. Oh, that's yeah. true. But I mean, this, you know, this just reminds me also of like beginning, I think it was solitary ne- last season when Sawyer said, doctor playing golf. What's next? Cop eating a donut. And now we have a doctor playing golf and exactly. a cop eating a donut this episode. <laughs> oh my God. That's a deep <laughs> reference. That's great. That makes me happy though. Anyway, if anyone has any more Jack insights, like let us know. What are your thoughts about Jack and golf? <laughs> I think the psychology of golf. I think he found it as a way to try to impress Kate. Right. He's just like, yes, I know so much about this because my dad forced me to. And he can like pretend that he actually enjoyed it because he's like, oh well, you know, I do have some experience in this area, and I'm a very competitive person. Anyway, Kate rocks it, and Jack sucks. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait! That's just a summary of the whole show. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So they go into the trees and everything, and she's like, oh, like we have more of the balls, so if you want to. You know, we can, you can just take a drop and keep going. And Jack's like, no. And I'm like, honestly, on Jack's side here, because it's just like, you know, if you run out of golf balls, you're out of golf balls, you can't go to the store. You got to save your golf balls. Yeah. Yeah. It's like them and bullets. You know, they're finite. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So don't shoot the golf balls into the air. Oh, wait. <laughs> and so, you know, Jack's like about to like take his shot and everything. And then, you know, Kate sees Echo and you know obviously that's terrifying I would be scared can you imagine like trying to golf and this like huge dude like comes out of nowhere carrying one of your friends especially if you're like oh my god there's a dead Sawyer on his shoulders (laughs) yeah exactly you're like hey so this is a situation I wasn't expecting yeah I was just trying to play golf he was supposed to be on a raft (laughs) (laughs) I saw him he was floating like, Kate knows about the bottle, the like, the message in a bottle, but Jack doesn't. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I totally forgot that Kate knew about that. So, like, there's Kate thinking, hey, maybe he's dead. Yeah. And then, then she sees him and she's like, maybe he's dead. <laughs> my favorite thing about this little moment, though, is that, like, Jack, like, turns around, sees him, and then, like, raises his golf club like he's gonna use it as a weapon. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's gonna help you. Way to go. Listen, you use what you have around you, okay? Totally, totally. Um, and, He's valid. And Echo's like, hey, just like looking for the doctor. And Jack's like, I don't want to be the doctor right now. I was trying to flirt with a pretty girl. I'm spooked out. Okay, so Locke is in the hatch doing a crossword puzzle. Danny, Sam, you want to talk about this? So the word that they kind of highlight and pause over, I can't even remember what the name is, but it's someone's friend, Mm -hmm. is in response to Gilgamesh. And Gilgamesh deals with um, him and his friend kill the bull of gods, and then his friend taunts the gods, and then the gods kill his friend. (laughs) Oof. Cute. So not a happy story. It's not a happy story. Yeah. Yeah. Here, let me see what else it says. The Epic of Gilgamesh. Yes. I've heard that word before. When Locke answered the crossword clue, 42 down, because of course it's 42 down. Friend of Inkidu? Inkaidu? Don't know. But one of those. 
The answer was Gilgamesh. This is a reference to the aforementioned epic poem of, uh, from ancient Mesopotamia, which Locke yeah. has actually talked about ancient Mesopotamia in the pilot. In pilot part two, he talked to, to Walt about ancient Mesopotamia. So it makes sense that he knows about it. Locke has the weirdest hobbies. The reference may be an analogy to the two titan, t- largest or tallest characters in the series, Echo and Sawyer, who reflect Gilgamesh and Enkidu. Or it may allude to Mr. Echo and John Locke, who, like the characters of the epic, share a mystical destiny together. Both Locke and Echo have an inherent affinity with the island, while Gilgamesh and Enkidu share a divine destiny guided by the gods. And I think, you know, not to be spoilery, but it also can kind of point to... We call them... What do we call them now, Brittany? We call them Burger King, and... (laughs) Burger King is the J word. Burger King. Okay. And um, what did we call MIB? I don't know if we came up with MIB because I know we called Ben is the middleman. Yeah. <laughs> so we called Burger we King and and Arby's. Carl's Jr. Arby's. No, we already have Arby's? a Carl's Jr. in a pod in a podcast. Arby's can be MIB. Uh. All right. I'll okay. Uh, <laughs> so so sorry. What were you saying about Burger King and Arby's? <laughs> Okay, so you could take the story the story of Gilgamesh and his friend as the Burger King and Arby's of the island. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's so much funnier. I'm like, that's so funny that like I'm not even laughing because like inside I'm just like freaking screaming. I love okay, listen. Since like last week we decided to start naming characters that don't have names or that we can't talk about as different like fast food restaurant fast food and joints. it has been 10 times funnier since then and i'm obsessed with it burger king and arby's yeah, ah yes the fierce rivalry and friendship of burger king and arby's we love two brothers yo if there's ever a canadian person that we can't say their name it's gonna be tim hortons for sure <laughs> which i have still not been there yet to, oh to timmy's oh we've got to are you Chickens. coming this year yes okay cool we've got to yes then. um okay. But another thing that you were talking about before you were recording is that, like, the word doesn't actually fit in the actual crossword. Yes, so you know it. They purposely put it in there, because if you look at the crossword, Gilgamesh is not the answer that fits. <laughs> so with, dumb. With, like, the other words in the crossword. They're usually better about that, too, so I find that so weird. Maybe they were just trying to, like, Locke was trying to be fake deep. Or they had to find a crossword that was long enough to fill Gilgamesh. Right. <laughs> like, that works. Okay. <laughs> Literally, they, like, grabbed that day's, like, Honolulu newspaper, and they were like, ah, good yeah, enough. Whatever. Um, and they were just like, yeah, 42 down, let's just write that over with Enkidu's friend. <laughs> That's what we want it to be. So they're bringing in Sawyer and everything. They're like, let's take him to the bathroom because we have to shower. He has to get in the shower because he's, like, burning up. He's like, That's so nice. I haven't had a shower in so long. And Sawyer's like, for you, baby. Is that dumb? Yeah. But that's okay. I it would be, I can't comment on it because I have no idea what you're saying. You are not familiar with Burning Up by the Jonas Brothers? No. Yeah, no, because um, I'm much older than you are. That's way before oh. my time. <laughs> yeah. Or way, way after. Before? After. after. <laughs> I, was, I was like, hang on, dude. <laughs> Where you been? Well, that's, I find that disappointing. Um, I, I, I so, don't. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm okay with that. Are you okay with that? I'm says? totally okay with that. Okay. We're, we're, okay, we're good well, with who we are. Cool. Um, <laughs> Robin's like, I hate you guys. <laughs> I still love the Jonas Brothers, and I'll stick by that. I once saw Jonas Brother at Disney World. Wow. I, I saw some Jonas Brothers in concert once. Okay, well, but I walked by one. Which one was it? The tall one. 
Oh, wow. He was on, he was going on the secret celebrity <laughs> yeah. entrance of the Tower of Terror, and I was leaving through the very, like, like the pleb exit. I gotta say that, like, most of the Jonas Brothers are pretty tall, so I still don't really yeah, know which like, one you're which talking about. Yeah, I was like, which one is the tall the, one? <laughs> which one's, like, I, I want to say Joe. The middle brother? So, yeah. The one in DNCE now? Basically, yeah. not Nick. <laughs> oh, he was my favorite! I can't tell the Jonas Brothers apart. I didn't even know there were that many of them. I know that there's four. Three? We only really see the three. There's four? Yeah, Frankie. Their little uh, brother. Is like, yeah. I mean, like, Frankie will always just be a child to me, but I know that he's almost certainly, like, almost an adult at this point, and that's very strange to me. I thought there were only three. Well, there are three in the band, and then also Frankie. Oh, okay, then I feel- This is, like, when I learned that there was a third property brother, and I was like, what? There is? Okay. Yeah, there's a third so property brother. They have a little brother. The only thing that I knew about Pride and Prejudice was the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Um, it was a web series on YouTube, and <laughs> oh, it was called Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Oh, buddy. And, oh, my God. And it was just Pride <laughs> and Prejudice. I don't know what to do with that. And so there were only Jane, Lizzie, and Lydia were the only sisters in Lizzie Bennet Diaries. And so we literally did Pride and Prejudice as a play in college. And I was just like, there are five? <laughs> I played one of them, and I was like, I can't believe I exist. Who were you? I played Kitty. I can see oh that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that too. Yeah. That's so fun. Of course you- You know what though? That's the most on-brand Robin thing. Like, some things Robin only knows because of Lost. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing is it's just like, Mary and Kitty both existed in the show, except they weren't one of the sisters. Like, Mary was their cousin, and Kitty was their cat. I mean- that's hilarious, though. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god, I'm the cat. And that makes sense. That, that fits, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we got here from Jonas Brothers, and so you're having a fever. So, <laughs> whoops. Kate is, like, getting instructions from Jack to figure it out, but she's, like, distracted, obviously, because she's, like, looking at Sawyer and being like, I can't believe I'm seeing him again, and also I love him because I'm skate trash. What? <laughs> she's um, like, I was just flirting with another one, and now there's one here, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> Oh no, the triangle's back. But also, like, she even talked about this with Sun a couple episodes ago, like, saying how, you know, upset she was and and how much she has been thinking of Sawyer in this in these times. So, um, love it. So, uh, Locke shows up and he's like, Jack, what's up? And then the button, like, starts beeping and everything. And... <laughs> Locke's like, hey, like, what's going on? And Jack is just like, lock the button. And obviously, like, there's two ways you can read this. You can either read this as Jack's like, oh, my God, like, the button is so important now. I've had a complete change of heart. Lock, like, make sure you go get the button. Just that is. Lock, get the heck out of here. Yeah. yeah. He's like, Locke. I want to talk to you about this. Goodbye. Lock. Here's the reason for me to tell you to leave. Go. <laughs> lock, look, a pretty shiny button. Go click it while the adults do stuff. Yeah. It's not nice. It's disrespectful. Go away, you tiny four-year-old. I think it's more like, oh, you think this, oh, that button was so important before? It's beeping at you now. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, shouldn't you be doing other stuff? Yeah. Then we kind of flip over to Echo. And Echo is, like, looking at the Dharma logo of the swan. And, you know, of course, he's put it, starting to put the pieces together because he's been in the arrow and he's seen the Dharma logo already. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I think he's the first one that probably realizes that there's more than there's just more than these one. two stations. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, they've seen on the orientation films, it said, like, three of six or whatever, but they're, you know, 
they don't know where they are. Like, mm-hmm. no one's ever seen any other ones uh, un- at this point, except for Echo. Echo's probably the first people, first person on Oceanic Flight 815 who has seen more than mm-hmm. one. <laughs> and that's cool. I dig it. I can dig it. Then we have the meeting between uh, between Locke and Echo. And I just love this moment. Like, <laughs> it's just like, I love watching the pilot of things because a lot of the time like your favorite characters are meeting for the first time like not always but a lot of the time your characters are meeting for the first time you know when you're watching them meet for the first time and you're thinking oh my gosh like you're gonna have so many adventures and so many like crazy you know memories together like isn't this gonna be so cool like that's why I love watching the pilot of things and so seeing Locke and Echo meet is just like wow you guys are gonna have not necessarily like great crazy adventures together (laughs) but like you you know you two are going to be important to each mm-hmm. other for i love how they like flip each other oh completely they're they're both like complete men of faith but they're on completely opposite sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. like they're so interesting and i love how casual their meeting was like oh hey like hey, there that? is literally a stranger in this bunker no one knows about and you're calm <laughs> I'm looking at the bigger and it's literally like Locke, hello, Echo, hello, and that's the meeting. Um, that's so weird. What the hell? But like I've said it before, like they're both complete men of faith, and they're like both totally, completely uh, uh, infatuated with being like men of faith. But Locke is the spiritual side, and Echo is the religious side, and it's very yeah. cool. Anyway, I love them both, and they're very interesting. You should love them both. Great, I do. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so Anna is with the rest of the group and plus sight and everything. And Bernard comes over and is just like, hey, things are garbagey right now. Um, I've literally been thinking about my wife for like a whole month and a half. And she's like right over there. So I'd really like to go do that, please. What are we doing here, Anna? I mean, their camp has got to be close. I just want to get back to my wife. How long have I kept you alive out here, Bernard? That's right. So cut me some slack. Hey. We just want to know what you're doing. What's the plan? She has no plan. She only has her guilt. And the gun. Well, the entire reason they crossed the island was to get to the beach. Exactly. And Anna Lucia's like, Bernard, how long have I kept you alive? And I'm like, okay, okay. I but get also, it, but I'm mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not sure. Here, I don't really know how to explain this. But, like, if you have a baby, mm-hmm. you're like, and, you know. I don't know where this is going to go. Okay. but And your baby grows up and everything. And uh-huh. sometimes, but not not usually, parents will be like, like, if the kid is just like, hey, mom, like, I'm thinking about maybe, like, going out and hanging out with my friends tonight. They'll be like, how long have I kept you alive? You want to hang out with them and not me? Oh, you mean my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, it's just like, I mean, you don't, people don't usually save people's lives and, like, keep people alive. And then to hold so it over their can- head. <laughs> Exactly, so they can have something over them. Uh, I didn't mean to imply that about my mom. <laughs> Shout out. Um, I just I just meant she's clingy, and that's cute. <laughs> um, yeah, but like like you were saying, it's you know you don't keep people alive to hold it over their heads and just like get things from them. You know, you keep them alive because it's the right thing to do. 
Yeah, you don't guilt trip people because you've helped them. You help them because you're a good person. Yeah. She's like, okay, well, cut me some slack. And Libby's like, we just want to know, like, what the plan is. <laughs> Saeed's like, she doesn't have one. <laughs> Boo. She has 12% of a plan. She's like, shut up. But it also reminds me of when Cindy was just like, Anna Lucia, like, we should go. Like, I'm really scared, you know? And she's like, oh, let everyone rest. And Sawyer's like, she's lost. <laughs> she doesn't know. And she's like, shut like, up. Sawyer, Sawyer was being a jerk, but, like, also he was right. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> And so he's like, you know what? She just has a gun in her guilt. She's just super guilty. And honestly, that's the truth. The old double G. <laughs> um, gun in the guilt. But he's right. Yeah. She is guilty and she's mm-hmm. trying to figure out what to do. And I'm just like, the problem with this is like, I understand every single thing that Anna Lucy is doing. Uh-huh. Because that guilt starts to like eat you alive. Like, I, I can't be against her in this episode. And I think a lot of people were because, you know, she killed Shannon. And I'm like, first of all, y'all should pretend that you actually cared about Shannon. Yeah. And secondly, like, if you can't see the sympathetic side of how horrible this is for Lucia too, then I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, put yourself in her shoes. Those voices have haunted her and hunted her for 41 days. Exactly. She reacted- And she has PTSD! Uh Uh-huh. She reacted in self-preservation. It just happens to be- And the preservation of her people! Yes. The other end just happened to be Shannon. Exactly. Like, she did it because she's lost so many people, and now she's got these random strangers claiming they're from the same plane that she's from. She's not sure. She's already been betrayed by someone she trusts. Like, there is... I I don't blame her for shooting that gun. Also, another thing is that it's just like, I don't think that we can fully call all of this Anna Lucia's fault because I think there might be some Burger King stuff uh, yes, coming in I'm here. Because, that too. Yeah. because not only was it dark, it was raining, Shannon was running, and Anna Lucia was like whipping around to like, there's no way you can make that shot unless there are like extra things going on. And plus mm-hmm. all the voices were surrounding not just yeah. the tailies, you can't hear anything. but yeah. Shannon and Saeed. Exactly. And think about it. There was four of them that survived the tale. Mm-hmm. And how many landed? Think of what it would have done to the beachers had there been four left oh out gosh. of everyone. I can't even imagine there only being four. That would have broken them. That would have broken every single one of them. Fully. And so Anna Lucia wants like a backpack of like all of this like life stuff plus like ammo and stuff. And Michael's like, yeah, I can remember a list. Like <laughs> half the bullets, blankets basically clothes (laughs) yeah half the bullets for one person jack would have been like "Uh uh-uh can you imagine even trying to make that deal even if michael (laughs) wanted to i i don't like i fully believe that michael's being like yeah i'll totally bring that back to you goes to get jack jack goes and freaks out on her he's like Mm -hmm. i told dad (laughs) exactly like michael had absolutely no intention of doing that for her he's like Thanks a bunch, you just shot my friend. (laughs) Yeah, I don't freaking think so. And so she's like, okay, bring that back to me and I'll let Saeed go. And Michael's like, no, because I'm not going to leave Jin and Saeed. And Libby's like, ah, well, maybe, like, you can. (laughs) Soft. And Michael's like, no, I won't. And Jin says, in Korean, go, I can never hurt the side. What does that even mean? I do not know. Bad translation? (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I, like... I think it was, like, last episode or the episode before where, like, Jin said something and we were like, what does that mean? And I realized that instead of... Oh, it was in And Found. I was re-listening to the podcast. And Jin, while they're fishing, says, he starves to death. 
And I realized that what he was probably saying was, the fish are hungry. Oh. <laughs> um, but at this point, I don't know what that means. Maybe I'll figure it out later, but I don't know. Maybe go means. leave me? Yeah, or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, I can't leave their side or something? Yeah. Yeah. And so Michael says, like, I'll be back. And Libby says, you can't live out here alone. And Anna says, I'm already alone. And I think this also ties into her um, flashbacks. It's, like, one of the first things we see her say to her therapist, like, maybe I'm supposed to be alone. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think with what happened to her, she either thinks everyone is going to leave her, so she's basically leaving them so they can't do it, or she truly Mm -hmm. thinks her punishment is being alone. Right. And you can see 100% like why she thinks that. Like it's such a valid train of thought considering the trauma that she's been through. Totally. Well, she was shot, she lost her baby, her the father left her. Her mom wasn't really that emotionally supportive. Mhm. Like Anna's story is a, is is a tragedy. Mhm. Oh, fully. Yeah. She lived a tragedy. Mhm. It's true. Yeah, she just like never had a win. For like all that we saw of her, we never she never had a win. Yeah, and you can sort of very like easily assume like she probably never would have. And if you like take her whole story like where we enter it and where we leave her, like spoilerly, but her light her story begins and ends with being shot. Yeah. So Anna, the next scene we have is just Anna like walking over to Shannon's body and kind of being sad. Uh, Maggie's like breathing a little bit, and you're like, "Katcha, you ain't dead." <laughs> Let Maggie live. She has to breathe at some point. (laughs) So Echo is in the armory and Locke also enters and he's like, hey, so like what happened? And Echo's like, oh, there was an accident. A girl was shot and killed. And of course, like Locke is just like, oh, crap. You know, like he's like, oh, first of all, another one. Second of all, you know, now you gotta be like, okay, which one? Because he knows it's one of his people. Like, oh, this must suck. And then he and then he says blonde girl, which, okay, there's two of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, uh-oh. And then and then also Saeed was there, and he's like, yeah. cool, so Shannon. Shannon. Out there, what happened? It was an accident. What kind of accident? A girl was shot and killed. What did she look like? She was tall, with blonde hair. It was an Arab man. Shannon. You said there were five of you from the tail section? Four. Four. Why didn't the rest of them come back with you? And, and, and Michael, Jin? They cannot come back right now. Can you take me to them? No. But also, like, another thing is that, like, Shannon almost killed Locke one time. Because she thought that Locke oh, killed Boone. Yeah. But I also feel like because of that and even, you know, because of, you know, they've had talks about Boone and he, like, had that conversation with Shannon about starting over and how the island is, like, a new rebirth for everybody. Like, I feel like he, they had a bond even, even if it was just a yeah. small one. And he's very sad. He looks very sad. And Terry, I just love Terry. Thank you. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. I love Terry. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the whole podcast. And Locke says, you said there were five of you from the trail section? And Echo says four. But, like, I don't see how Locke could have confused five with four. Honestly, like, even though this had just, like, like this conversation has just happened. So my thought is maybe Echo did say five, and then he remembered that Cindy was gone. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Because it just happened. It just happened, yeah. 
and but he refuses to take Locke to them because he sees all the guns. And of course, Locke isn't like that, but you know, he's just like, seems like you guys like violence over here. So that's a hard pass. I'm just like gonna bounce. So Kate brings antibiotics and stuff to Jack and Sawyer, the good ship joyer. You know how like Braven Lark is an OT3? Like I wonder if Kate Sawyer and Jack had an OT3 because um, I'd be about that. That would have solved so many problems. So many problems. And so Sawyer is like shaking because he's septic and you know, the infection has gotten worse and you know you know this brings me back to last no the episode before last where like josh was saying in the lost on location that like he thought he was gonna he thought this was the end of sawyer Mm -hmm. he thought sawyer was gonna die um wow yeah oh that would be really hard to be like oh i'm about to lose like the best job in the whole world fully yeah Yeah. like Mm -hmm. josh I love Josh, and I think that what he does with Sawyer is absolutely incredible. But, like, you know, Josh was a model before this. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. Yay. You know what? That makes sense. He's so handsome. I don't think he did a lot of... I don't think he did a lot of acting before this, really. Have I told you the fun fact of how Josh got the part? Uh, I don't know. I probably have, but I'll tell it to you again. So, Josh is in the audition for Sawyer. He forgot his line. He fully forgot his line... So he like pushed a table or like, um, he like kicked a chair or something. And then he was just, and then he remembered the line and continued on. And they were just like, nice spunk. And then they gave him the part. Nice spunk. Cause, okay. Cause he forgot his line and he got mad about it. Um, that feels very on brand. He's like, oh God, they're really like, they, he already understands his character. Like if, if Burger King was like a person in the real world, he was probably just like, quick, forget your line and you can have it back. <laughs> Burger King? Yeah. He's gonna get me for a while. <laughs> so yeah, Sawyer might go into shock and stuff, and he, like, won't take the pill. And so Kate is just like, time to whisper in your ear, and I'm just like, listen, I ship the heck out of Skate, and I know it's problematic, but I'm gonna do it anyway, because it's my life. But this is super cringy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Super uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Josh is just like, I'm not actually sick, you know? <laughs> what if Josh is like, psych! I'm fine! It's me, Josh! Guys, I'm actually, I'm actually good. I, I can keep the job. We're, we're good. Yeah. It's fine. So yeah, she just like creepily talks to him and then he swallows the pill, which great job. And then Jack is like, I'm very awkward in this moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, me too. It's like so messed up that they had to have like this grown man, like be sweet talked into taking medicine. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't know. And he's like, oh, I didn't learn that in med school. And it's like, haha, cute joke, Jack. But also I'm uncomfortable. Awkward love triangle moment. <laughs> I I, I kind of don't get it. Ugh. And like, since when is Kate someone who can sweet talk someone? Oh, I guess she's a con artist. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. She can sweet talk a lot of people. Good point. So Bernard is has decided to leave the group and go find his wife because he's just like, I am tired of not being by my wife. It's literally been forever. So I'm going to leave. I love you, Bernard. And Bernard's just got some, like, dope leg action. He's literally, like, had that giant rip in his <laughs> pants for, like, <laughs> for, like, a month. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, don't need to make him into shorts. <laughs> Let's I want to talk some about the phrase, Bernard has some dope leg action. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, this part really bothered me, actually. This, like, tiny scene here. Bernard is like, you know what? I'm going to go. I don't want to be a part of this. Like, I appreciate you, um, but I got to go. And Annalise is like, Libby, like, what's up? And Libby says, I just don't think you're the best judge of character. I was with you when you put Nathan in the pit. I was like, well, then why didn't you speak up? Why didn't you speak up? 
you like you two specifically had a conversation where you're just like nathan creeps me out he never talks about himself this is half your fault this is everybody's fault except for nathan yep Mm -hmm. you literally like had a whole like conversation about how like nathan is not to be trusted these are the reason why we we shouldn't you know trust nathan so why are you putting this all on Anna Lucia? Because it like passing the buck to uh, help villainize another character, right? Yep. Yeah. Because now the audience is like, oh, yeah, she was a bad person. Totally. That's true. Especially because everyone's just like, hello, Libby's a great person. Yep. Trust Libby over Anna, obviously. Everyone's on the white woman's side. Oh my god, I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> so Anna's like, fine, then go. And also, Jin, you can go too. And Jin's like, Saeed, is it okay if I go? And Saeed's like, oh, it's okay. faces to each other. <laughs> I will be okay, Jin. I can take care of myself. I'm My tied own. up, but honestly, I'm pretty, pretty uh, good at getting out of things. So, honestly, if you, if I had to pick between someone getting me out of a situation, and it was Jack with a gun, fully armed, and Saeed tied up, I would pick Saeed every time. Absolutely, I'd always pick 100%. Saeed. <laughs> yeah, just like in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, Saeed's in her garden and everything, and then Michael runs out, and I'm like, oh, remember when you two had some weird chemistry? That was weird. Oh, do you mean Sun's in her yes. garden? Yeah. Did it, what did I say? Saeed. Saeed. Sun's in his- Oh. <laughs> Saeed's like, hey, I'm in two places at once, just like Walt, lol. And also gender is a construct, so just call me she. <laughs> so, Sun is in her garden and Michael- <laughs> Michael and Saeed. Remember when those two had some weird chemistry? That was- I don't... What was that? I don't remember that, that, but I support it. Um, I remember it, but I didn't like it. <laughs> so Michael runs up and he's like, hey, um, everything's fine. Like, Jin's okay. And she's like, oh, where's Jin? And he's like, oh, it's fine. But right now I need Jack. And if I was son, I'd be like, well, what else is new? Tell me about my freaking husband. Yeah, like, hey, is he alive by any chance? Because you're here and that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's um, not be about Jack for five seconds. And she's like, no way. You need Jack? Like, so does every other human. Apparently. Like you could have said, Jin's fine, but I need Jack. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it would have taken five seconds. So Jack is talking to Echo and everything, um, and he's just really mad. Like he went right, (laughs) he went like right quick away from quick, hold up a golf club, I'm afraid of this man, to let's yell at him. (laughs) I mean, is that not how everyone does stuff? Echo could crush you. Yes. He's, like, yelling at Echo, and Locke's like, listen, Jack, it's, like, not his fault. And Jack is like, Shannon's dead. And I'm like, okay, it's still not his fault. And that's a weird way to deliver that news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, like, Locke or Echo, like, had to tell Jack that Shannon was dead. I, I mean, obviously, Jack is going to be upset if anybody is dead. But, like, honestly, I feel like Locke had a better bond with Shannon than Jack did. Yep. But, I mean, you know, everyone handles grief differently. Whatever. And so he's like, Echo, like, you have to take me there right now. And Locke's like, dude, like, I mean, why are you getting mad at him? Like, he did us a favor. He brought back Sawyer. So, you know, that two of our people aren't dead. And Jack's like, oh, yeah, but he's half dead with a bullet wound. And it just, like, kind of reminded me of last episode when they're just like, Jin can't be trusted. He has half a handcuff on. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Michael's like, my fault. Sorry. Y'all don't know the circumstances of that one. Yeah, exactly. But also, like, his bullet wound also wasn't the Tailey's fault at all. And was very clearly pretty old by then. Oh, totally. Which a doctor should know. You know, as a doctor, Jack should know a lot of things he doesn't. Fully. Sorry, go ahead. And he's like, so are, like, you gonna talk to me or are you just gonna sit there? And Echo's like, oh, I have a lot of experience not talking. So I think (laughs) I will just not do that. 
But thanks. Like, freak, freak you. I'm going quiet for a while. <laughs> and he's like, anything that I say will only make you angry. And I'm like, wow, story of Jack's life. Yeah. But I love that Echo knows that. Totally. He totally like, sees him. He reads him right away. And he knows that, like, human beings, like, no matter who you are, if you're in, in like, an emotion mind sort of place, there's not going to be any logical thought. Like, you can't plead mm-hmm. for logic in that situation. Totally. And so Michael and Sun show up because somehow Sun now knows where the hatch is, except we didn't see that at all. Hmm. Who do we think told... You know what? I mean, the village gossip knows. Yeah, Hurley or... Yeah. I think Kate... Why Kate? I would tell all my girlfriends, there is a hot shower to go this place. You are so right. (laughs) Soap. (laughs) But, like, another thing was that, like, this is the first time we're seeing the hatch since, like, 204 or something. So... Although they're just like, the whole season's about the hatch. But, like, let's not actually go in the hatch that much. But, damn, we paid a lot for a set we don't use. (laughs) And so, yeah, Sun shows up and they're like, oh my god, Michael. And Michael's like, what the heck is this? Well, it's just like a casual gathering of people. And then Jack and Michael hug because they're friends. And he's like, "Uh uh-oh, bad things. Bad things have happened. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, bad things. Uh Uh-oh, bad things. Luckily, Jack doesn't have to yell at Echo to take him places because now Michael is here to do it. Well, thank God. Yeah, thank goodness. And so Echo's like, oh no, now I don't control everything. Ah. (sighs) Awkward. And Locke is like, oh, like maybe we shouldn't do this. And he's like, okay, well, what else is new, Locke? Like, can you just make a decision? Locke's like, no, now I'm not going to do it at all. (laughs) And he's like, Saeed's being held at gunpoint right now. Fair. Mm -hmm. That's fair. That's very fair. If you want to sit and hope the situation revolves, resolves itself, be my guest. This is basically the moment where Jack is Hamilton and Saeed is, or, and Locke is being Burr. Okay, but I would also like to point out that the situation does in fact resolve itself. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. he's like, well, uh-huh. I mean, luckily there's another person who's like willing to talk to Saeed and, you know, they're fine. Yeah. They're like, you want the situation to resolve itself? Yeah, leave Saeed to do his own business because he's the one who can get himself out of trouble. Jack is like, actually, look, I'd rather be divisive than indecisive. So stop the niceties. Stop the niceties. Yeah. <laughs> Always trust Saeed. <laughs> and so Echo's like, okay, stop. Like, what do you want? Do you want, like, peace? You want revenge? You want justice? Like, none of this is going to be, is going to happen with all of these guns. Like, what do you want? Please. What do you want? Excuse me? Peace, revenge, justice. And you are going out with all these guns. What do you want? I want all of our people back here safely. Your friend, Mama Lucia, made a mistake. What did you say? Mama Lucia made a mistake. Mama Lucia. And he doesn't really ever answer that question. Well, Jack says, I want all of our people back here safely. And I'm like, okay, but like, I mean... What's your plan, though? What's... What yeah. are... Is guns going to make all your people back home safely, honestly? Especially since it was an accidental shooting in the first place. Exactly. Your friend I mean, yes. murdered. He uses the word murdered. And Echo says, Anna Lucia made a mistake. And Jack's like, oh, I know that name from the season <laughs> one finale. I flirted with someone named that before. I remember. She likes tequila and tonics. And she was in 42F. Yeah, 42F. 42F. And he's like, listen, I'll take you there, but only you, because you're the main character. So. Okay, exactly. Yeah. I, I, like, I saw that, and I was like, yeah, 
That makes sense. But what if you didn't take him? Yeah. What if you took anybody else? Thanks. What if you took like someone else? So moving into like the big Anna Lucia Saeed uh, scene. Anna is like fidgeting with the gun. She's removing the magazine over and over again. So that's just another like fidgeting thing that she has to do something with her hands. Mm -hmm. And so she asks Saeed where he's from. And he says he's from Iraq. Do you have any kids? And he says no. But this kind of reminded me of like, you know how unfortunately this is really relevant. But like in an active shooter situation, they say like if somebody has a gun on you, you can say like, please, like, you know, I have children, I have, like, I have a family, like, this is things about, you know, you just, like, you're trying to make... You're trying to humanize yourself. Exactly. exactly. You're trying to humanize yourself. So, I feel like Anna Lucia is like, I am supposed to kill this man, I have to kill this man, but she's trying, she's saying, like, where are you from? Do you have any kids? Let me ask you questions about your life so that I can convince myself not to kill you. I don't think she ever wanted to kill him. I no. think... Oh, I don't think so either. She, she thought, I... I want to make humanize myself so he doesn't want to re- get revenge against me. Exactly. Oh, I, yeah. And I think two things can be true as well. Yeah. Like, I think it's definitely self-preservation mixed with, like, just a, sort of like a genuine, like, I need to know this person and have some kind of, you know, understanding of who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she says that she also doesn't have children. And he's like, okay, so are you going to kill me then? And she says, no. Or like, or should I? And he says, almost 40 days ago, I tortured a man, which was Sawyer. Yeah, but I mean, it was Sawyer. (laughs) I've tortured a bunch of dudes. And, you know, I'm still really like, you know, I have nightmares about it. So should you kill me? Maybe. And you know what? Maybe like you're supposed to. Which is a great insight into like, Mm his own like self-guilt the fact that so many people like over and over keep asking Anna Lucia do you have any kids is like oh so painful for her yeah yeah it's like stab it's basically a, an emotional stab wound they they keep ripping open exactly a couple episodes ago Sawyer said are you married and it's like was she married to Danny maybe but I I think probably not but like you know he's just they just keep asking her questions like Hey, you've never had a win in your life. Uh, do you have this good thing? And she's like, no. Do, oh, do you have this good thing? Mm, no. No. <laughs> thanks for asking, though. Yeah, thanks, thanks for bringing so it up, jerks. And so Anna tells the story that she she was a cop. I'm a cop. Oh. I was a cop. One night, my partner and I responded to a burglary call. We were the first ones there. I covered the front, and he went around the back. I was there a minute. Then this kid comes right through the front door. I tell him to put his hands up. And he says, I'm making a mistake. That he's a student. And he wants to show me his ID. I believed him. I just... I let him reach. All I remember was a pop. By the time I hit the ground, I thought I was dead. 
I mean, obviously we see Jason, whatever his name is, and he's like not a kid, but you know, she's like saying he's a kid. <laughs> yeah. This kid. So she, uh, like, obviously, you know, Libby said before, we have trust issues. And, you know, there's that whole thing about why they have trust issues on the island. But also, I think Anna Lucia has trust issues because someone said, stop, you're making a mistake, I'm a student, and then fully shot her. Yep. With bullets, armor-piercing rounds. Exactly. And she believed him, which, honestly, that was a rookie mistake. Yep. That was a bad mistake, and I'm sure she knows that. Mm-hmm. But it's like you want to believe people. Like you don't want to believe that someone's not gonna. Oh, totally. You want to think of the good. You want to see the good in people. And it's like no one expects to get shot like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the start of her being jaded as well. She's punishing herself for her own decision. Yeah. Exactly. She's like, if I never make a mistake again, then I will never be vulnerable again. And another thing is that like she kind of relates to Saeed in this moment because he's saying like I I tortured a man on this island and although anna obviously didn't go as far she has also tortured a man on this island she like didn't feed nathan for like four days or something she also stuck him in a hole and she said she was gonna cut off his finger and there was no plumbing in that hole no no it was gross and so analysia was talking about how when she hit the ground she thought she was dead and you know i just want to bring back Locke's whole belief that on this island it's a new life and a new you know if she does feel like that was her hypothetical death you know this is a new life for her i mean it's a new dawn it's a new day yeah does she feel good (laughs) and so saeed asks like what happened to the man that shot you and of course we'll talk about that in the spoiler section but she says oh they never found him i love that moment i think it's so interesting that just like she knows that when she's on the real, like, when she's back in civilization, she has to say, they never found him. Oh, that wasn't him. I don't know what happened to him. I have no idea. And on the island, like, nobody cares whether they found him or not. But of course, if she thinks that they're going to be found and they're going to be saved, she has to keep up the facade. Like, this is a, it's hard to have a secret that's just for you. Yep. It's not like she can straight up tell anyone, hey, I killed a guy once. Anyone. She can't tell anyone. And it's a huge secret. But also, she doesn't want Saeed to take revenge. So she's not going to say, oh, yeah, I shot him. Like, yeah. So you totally have carte blanche to get back at me. Exactly. Right. So then she chooses to free Saeed. And she's like, you know what? Maybe you should you should kill me then. And this is, you know, this episode is really helpful for last episode when Goodwin said he was not a good person that's why he wasn't on the list and Anna Lucia Oof. was not on the list and we were thinking like why isn't Libby on the list why isn't Bernard on the list Cindy we decided Cindy wasn't on the list because she's a bitch um but <laughs> <laughs> but um we know later at least why Echo is not on the list and this you know gives us our answer as to why Anna Lucia was on the list because she has she, killed people she willingly committed murder yeah so they're saying that they're both already dead ouch and Oof. so Saeed goes to pick up Shannon's body and carry it back. All of this just hurts a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So then we have Kate and Sawyer continuing the skate realness that we have. And she's like saying, oh, like, you're okay. You're going to be all right. And this is just set up for next episode. Um, That's what that is. And now we have our montage. Oh, my goodness. I love when they have a montage at the end of the episode. It always like whenever they do a montage, I'm just like my emotions go through the roof. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, they turned the tears on. Oh my god, with exactly! the music. Exactly! Yeah. <laughs> with Jacino, shout out. Okay, so we've got so many reunions. First of all, we have the Vincent and Michael reunion. 
Um, <laughs> the Vincent and Michael Rooney. <laughs> it's very important, honestly, because of all of the people on the island, obviously Vincent is most uh, close with Walt, but secondly, it's Michael. Yep. And especially, like, you know, you guys, I'm so sad, but, like, when my grandfather passed away, every time that my grandma came to our house, my dog would be looking for my grandpa. No. And he would be thinking, like, okay, there should be another one here. My dog loved mm-hmm. my grandpa. And so, I mean, you know, it, he, he's a dog, and, like, what can you do about it? And, you know, it's sad, but, like, you, there's nothing you can do about it. Vincent will never know what happened to Shannon. Oh, this hurts my feelings. I don't think you should oh. say words anymore. Sorry. I know it's yeah. sad, but, like, you know, where's Walt? Vincent doesn't know. He never learns. He was given to Shannon. He, you know, had a bond with Shannon. Where's Shannon? He may never know. Uh, but at least Michael is here in this moment. Exactly. Yeah, like, at least a familiar face and smell is around. Mm-hmm. Some of the Tailies and Jin start coming back. And we have this moment where, like, Charlie first sees Jin and Charlie goes to run with Jin. Why Charlie? Why would they choose Charlie for this? I have no idea. Charlie was just, like, really feeling excited that day. Like, did they know? Like, why would the writers choose Charlie for this? Did they know that they messed up with making Charlie such a jerk? And now they're trying to make him more likable? It could be. It could be that he needed a certain number of minutes in the episode. Right. Per contract. It could be lots of things why they chose Charlie. It's just weird considering that, like, in a couple episodes in Fire and Water, Charlie is, like, literally peak awful. Ugh. And so it's like, why are they trying to fix him now? <laughs> if they're just going to make him I think, worse. I think it's, like, to endear him to the audience. Yeah. And maybe to yeah. establish that make Charlie and... I don't even... I tried. I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got nothing. I don't get it. But then we get Sun and Jin. Oh, they get to be together oh, again. Sun thought he was that. dead. She thought he was gone forever. Mm-hmm. And then she almost lost her wedding ring. And she found the wedding ring and she found him. Yay. I like how the cl- the crowd kind of parts for him to walk through. And oh then she finally looks up and sees him. And he like runs in slow motion. Stop. <laughs> There's only so much crying I can do. Okay, so now it's time for Rose and Bernard. Oh, do you want to hear a fun fact that like messes me up? Uh, yeah. Lostpedia yeah. says. L. Scott Caldwell, who plays Rose, and Sam Anderson, who plays Bernard, deliberately did not meet before their reunion scene as they wanted it to be as authentic as possible. They didn't even know each other! I love how dedicated these actors were to their characters. Like, I support them so much, but, like, as an actor, I'm just like, how? I would have to, like, I don't know. Facebook messaging? (laughs) Phone calls? I don't know, I just feel like, you know... To do a scene like that, especially if, like, you're supposed to have a huge bond and everything, like, I think, personally, it would be important to at least meet and talk to that person beforehand. But, like, I support them. I think that's a really cool fun fact to have, though. Yep. Also, I love Rose and Bernard so much. It took, like, Rose knew. She knew. She knew he was alive. She knew it. She knew in her heart that that he was out there. And he was! And he was! Anyway, we love Rose and Bernard. Rose and Bernard stands for life. So, moving off of the reunions, except, well, I mean, I guess we have a Jack and Anna Lucia reunion afterwards, but um, Jack and Echo kind of walk up and everything, and we see Saeed and Shannon, and it's sad. And then... I don't want to think about that. And then Anna and Jack, like, have this, like, last standoff, which and is And everyone, everyone chilling. watching is going, hey, you guys have a weird energy. Yeah, what's going on here? I'm a, I'm uncomfortable. 
You guys okay? <laughs> and you also see, like, in their, even in their clothes. Oh my gosh, right. You can see that they're opposing forces already, because she's in dark and he's in light. Exactly. Yes! It's incredible. Do you guys have any last island thoughts? Um, I don't. How about you? Not really. Okay, flashback time. So, Anna is at the firing range, and she has, like, pretty good aim, so that's nice. Yeah, I would hope so. Uh, yeah, I sure hope she does. <laughs> but also, like, that tracks with her shooting Shannon, I guess. Oh, that hurts my feelings. And so she's at the office of her therapist, whose name is Matthew Reed. Ooh, actually, I am interested, and I'm going to go on the Lostpedia page of Matthew Reed and see if they give us any fun facts. Oh, all right. My favorite, my favorite pastime is looking at the Lostpedia pages of randoms. I spent so much time on Lostpedia and, like, Lost sites when this show was on. Oh, really? So much time. <laughs> like, I must figure this show out. Like, I know this is a, it's a, a clue for something, but what the hell is this mean? What kind of clue could this possibly be? So he's her therapist, and she's saying that the family with the screaming baby moved. It, you know, she just keeps bringing up children. She keeps bringing up children over and over again. That's a very big theme for her. And now she, he's like, oh, well, that's good. And she's like, no, now it's too quiet. She just really loves kids and she feels sad. And it's like, it's such a trigger. Totally. Like, she's literally, like, she has PTSD. She's literally triggered in this episode. Like, b- triggered has been used colloquially and doesn't mean as much as it used to. But, like, it's, like, that's what happens. Yep. Like, even when you... Like when she's back on the force and they go to that domestic disturbance, it's not the two yelling at each other. It's the fact that the baby is literally screeching that that triggers her. And so, also, Danny left. Danny, first of all, do you think that Danny left because the baby died? Question mark. Or or because of the person Anna Lucia became when the baby died? Question mark. I think it's how. Who she was after. Okay. I agree. Danny was a man in a relationship with Anna Lucia, as mentioned in a conversation in Collision. Heard about you and Danny. Want me to kiss it, kick, his, <laughs> kick his ass for you? She replied, it's better this way. It's not made clear whether Danny was Anna Lucia's ex-boyfriend or ex-husband. He's most likely the father of her unborn child. Cool. That's all good. I'm laughing at you thinking that I didn't hear you accidentally say kiss his ass. I know, and I laughed. Because <laughs> yeah. I knew that you would hear it. I thought it was yeah, funny. I sure did. Yeah. Anytime you swear, it's entertaining to me. It's, the word ass isn't really a swear. That's why I don't. That's why I don't. Um, that's why I don't censor it. All right, I'm not interested in talking to you anymore. Okay. So yeah, Danny. Um, but she says that she's better off alone. Sad. That art also hurts my feelings. Mm-hmm. I feel like every romantic relationship that she's had since then, as far as we see. She never is actually like, oh, this will be good long term. She's literally like, let's use this to my advantage and then move on because I'm better off alone. Yep. Because she's in the frame of mind that everyone's going to leave. Yeah. Oh my gosh, just like Shannon. Ow! That's how she protects herself. If they all leave me and I expect them to leave, when they leave, I knew it was coming. It won't hurt. It's just like Shannon. Man, I hate that. I mean, I love that they have parallels, but like, I hate that they have parallels because it's so sad. And because they they were never able to like talk about their shared trauma because they would have been great for each other. Oh my gosh, it's true. Ship it. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, okay. Done. And of course, Anna Lucia is like fidgeting with her hand, but it's like very clear that, you know, other times it's just like, oh, she's, you know, just like playing with the gun or whatever. But in this one, it's like they have actual 
close-ups on it. So it's, like, very clear that she has a hand tick. Yeah. He asks how the firing range was. It was good. How did it feel to hold a gun again? Very good. I'm like, ew. Just not interested That's in guns. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Just not interested in, in guns. Yeah. Four. Okay, so four months ago, first of all, four, eh, is when... <laughs> this like garbage happened to her and that's when she started seeing him like his ther- the, him as a, as a therapist and now they f- like she can finally return to work so that's exciting for her honestly i'm happy for her obviously it was something that meant a lot to her and she didn't really have anything to do yeah she's probably going stir crazy yeah i mean i feel like obviously i'm not a cop and i'm not a cop expert but i feel but like people cop? who become i know right hmm. people who become cops become cops because they love their job and because mm-hmm. it's something that they like to do and want to do. Um, and I know we don't really see a lot of, like, pre-shooting yeah. Anna. But I think because her mom is a cop and a captain, mm-hmm. it's something she's known all her life. So she probably couldn't see herself doing anything else. Exactly. It's just like Jack. Yeah. Except, obviously, her mom isn't as terrible. It's just like you follow in the family footsteps. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, their relationship with their parent is kind of the same mm-hmm. way and so yeah she's in the L- lapd and she's a cop cool beans i'm sad about all of this to be honest with you mm-hmm. tell me more well just because you can this show is pretty heavy-handed with its like parental metaphor yes but you can really see just like how much her mom kind of accidentally led to her downfall here but we don't really get to explore that anymore no you know yeah we get to see very little of it in her other episode but that's it Exactly. So she's back at the police station and we've got the captain and we've got this other character named Rags. So cool. That's That's that guy. That's a name. I mean, just shout out in general for the captain of the police station being a lady. Dope lady boss. Not only a lady, but a Latino. Yes. Yes. I hate that we did that. And they're like, hey, welcome back. Woo. And she's like, thanks. Yay. And he says he'll get her those IRs. And IRs are incident reports. Did I have to look it up? Sure did. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. (laughs) I thought I was going to be real dumb. (laughs) No. Okay. Yeah. It's an incident report. We don't know cop lingo. Yeah. I wanted to make. Okay. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not dumb. Good job, buddy. I love how he's saying, I'll get you those IRs. And she's like, yeah, today. And he's like, okay. I'm just like, how many of them are there? How many incidents have there been? In LA, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> but like in their just in their just their precinct though. Yeah, it's LA. <laughs> yeah, true, it's LA. <laughs> um, and so now Rags leaves, and it's time for just uh, Anna Lucia and her mom. Um, she's been assigned to be in evidence behind a desk, and she's really upset about that. How are you? Good. Fine. Good. Your assignment. Evidence? You're putting me behind a desk? That a problem? I want patrol. I don't care what you want. Just put me in a car. You were in an officer-involved shooting. No. ¿Estás haciendo esto porque eres capitán? ¿O porque eres mi madre? Both. You're and supposed course, to be on desk duty. This is like, this is exactly. normal cop procedure. Especially like, after you've been through a shooting, of course. Yeah. And of course, you know, before you know that she's her mom, you're just like, why? You know what? You deserve to be behind a desk. Why are you disrespecting your captain like this? Do you have no respect for authority? It's like, well, no, but, you 
<laughs> we don't know that. Yeah, true. And so she's just like, oh, like, what's up? Like, I want patrol. Just put me in a car. Nah. Right? And then, of course, she starts speaking Spanish. She says, are you doing this because my you're my captain or because you're my mother? She says both. I like your Anna Lucia impression where she's just like, meh. Meh. Well, it's true. But my real question about this, actually, is like, as far as I know, of course, I'm not bilingual. I am really dumb and only speak one language. But as far as I know, when you speak two or more languages, the reason why you start speaking in the language that is less popular around like where you are is because you're trying to like i mean sometimes you're just trying to like trying to tell a secret you know what i mean yeah you just don't want people in your business but also they're the only two people in the room so is it a it's not as i don't think it's well, a secret but also like i don't know like is this their first la- it was is their first language spanish i think spanish is probably their primary like right. language and then they use english outside of the house so when she's using Spanish, she's speaking to her yeah. mom. Gotcha. Right, 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 right. It's like English is for... Right. Okay, makes sense. I like that. Um, Sorry, I'm thinking. Um, So she's like... <laughs> I love Robin glitches. <laughs> I'm doing... She's like, I'm doing it because I'm your captain and because I'm your mother. Which I love. She's so wrong. Because she's like, hey, the reason why I'm doing it because I'm your captain is because that's how freaking police work works. And I'm doing it because you're, I'm your mother because I'm trying to protect you, duh. And so she's like, please put me back on the street. And she's like, I can't because you don't want nepotism. You said, you've like clearly beforehand have said that you don't want nepotism. And so like, what's the truth then? Exactly. And so she's like, whatever, like do nepotism then. <laughs> I don't care. So she wants to be transferred. And of course her mom's just like, Ugh. You're like, um, no. Because no. obviously like maybe she like, because she wants to keep an eye on her or what do you guys think? And also I bet Anna Lucia yeah. is a friggin' handful as a cop. Oh, Totally. She's like, I don't want to put this on anybody else. And this wouldn't put it on her, but she can make sure that she, like she did, gets the easier mm-hmm. routes. So that even though she can't keep her on desk, she can at least make sure she kind of gets some healing. Exactly. Doing her job. Someone takes care of her. She's like, no other captain deserves this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's say she did transfer and she went to a tougher part yeah. of, uh, like a tougher district. And she's triggered yeah. every day. She's not going to get better. She's not going to become a better cop. And so she gives her the car and he's like, hey, um, there's a call for you in the bullpen. And she's like, okay, I'll be right there. And she's like, oh, they got you a cake. Like, it's a surprise. Why tell her the surprise? Why? Um, I think probably because her PTSD doesn't like being surprised. And also to make sure that her reaction was positive when it could have not been positive. Wow, that's not how I read it at all. That's interesting. How'd you read it? Well, the kind, the way that I kind of thought was that her being like, I don't know. I, I kind of thought it was like her kind of being petty. I thought it was just like, okay, well, you made me do something. Well, here, I'm going to ruin your surprise for you. Go ahead. Blech. Oh, I guess I saw it the way I saw this way because um, when my brother was going to have a baby mm-hmm. and he wasn't married and he, it was, he was 21 years old and he was going to have a baby, he was going to tell my mom. I knew if he told her without her any warning, the reaction would have been worse <laughs> than me saying, hey, mom, <laughs> you know, this is going on, so that she had time to process it, so when my brother did call and tell her, she could be excited. Right. You are so a I good per- sister. <laughs> because I was, well, I was the middleman. I made sure that the reaction that he was wanting from her and that she needed to give him actually happened. Dude, that was really nice of you. Yeah, shout out. So she's on patrol with Mike. 
And okay. we'll talk about him in the spoiler section because we actually see him again. Oh. His name's Mike. And I think he's on Walking Dead. Sorry, sorry what's his name? Sorry, it's Mike. Yes, he's on Walking Dead. Yeah, he's on Walking Dead. Oh, is he? Uh, yeah. Alright. He plays Abraham. Oh, duh. Sure. Cool. So. And he also plays a cop on the TV show South mm. which takes place in LA. Typecast. <laughs> so he's like, cool, did you get any drugs? And she's like, no. It's not that, no. Yeah. <laughs> Did you miss me? Yes. Cause, so they're, cause they're buddies and they're partners. And I support them. Exactly. But another thing is that just like, Anna clearly now has experience with psychologists. Like, do you think, you know, uh, Sarah believed that last episode, Libby was not telling the truth and was not actually a therapist. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if since Anna Lucia has experience with therapy, she like, has more of a connection to Libby because of that? Question mark? I don't know. I don't think so, because I don't think they were ever, like, reading each other in regards to that. Right. I'm just, like, wondering, because Anna Lucia clearly went through therapy, and it helped her, you know, and, you know, it helped her heal at least a little bit, and so that first day when Libby says, I'm a psychologist. I wonder if that made Anna be like, okay, like this person's trustworthy. This person helps people. Maybe yes and no, because she trusted Echo and Echo didn't say anything. Right, I think it's their true. actions that made her trust Okay, them. Precisely. Okay. Then they talk about Danny again. And every time anyone brings up Danny, she looks sad. And I'm like, okay, well, let's stop talking about Danny. <laughs> Get rid of it. And he's like, oh, I'll kick his butt. And she's like, no, it's fine. Also, here we are in Westwood. It's a in safe area, I guess. West Philadelphia. <laughs> And it was Anna's mom's idea, uh, obviously, because it's a safe area. And there's been a disturbance. There's a disturbance, a domestic disturbance. But there's actually a fun fact slash continuity error about this. What? Um, here it is. This is a whole like police thing that clearly somebody who has experience with police work caught this continuity error. Okay. Anna Lucia and Big Mike's squad car is identified as 8 Adam 16. First of all, 8 and 16. That's a number. 8th watch is the middle of the night, but this scene clearly takes place in the middle of the day. What's more, a radio call at the beginning of the scene just a minute earlier went out to 1 Adam 7, a morning shift car. Furthermore, Adam indicates a single officer car, but this car has two officers and should be identified as boy. So this is just like a bunch of like cop jargon and like things that they just they're like let's just say some numbers and also some words so yeah i mean that's just like some cop stuff that they messed up just casual cop stuff just casual cop stuff um and so they're like oh hey like we can take it we can do that one and he's like i don't want to but okay 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 and so they put on their siren and off they go and now we have woman with baby her name is shauna and this is her boyfriend, Travis. Hi, Travis. They're having they're having a dispute. Oh dear. There's a bit of a dispute going on here. Um, she thinks uh-huh. that he is trying to steal their TV, but he's like, "It's my TV." And sounds like a puzzler to me. I know, right? Yeah. And so, since they're yelling and stuff, somebody called the cops, and it clearly was neither of them. Awkward. Their neighbors. Yeah, their neighbors. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it's gotta be their neighbors. And so she's like, "Arrest this guy. He's stealing my TV." And he says, "She hit me." Uh. <laughs> so, like, honestly, at this point, I can't remember if like she like 
says arrest him and then like slaps him on the shoulder or if he's like accusing her of abuse oh that's a good question i don't know if i don't know if yeah it's probably that he's accusing her of abuse yeah yeah so then anna lucia starts freaking out and pulls out her gun and obviously travis is like holy crap and then no one can get the tv because it's broken plus that this episode really ages technology because Does anyone have a TV like that now? Can you imagine? Can you imagine, like, going to war over that TV? Yeah. Be like, just go get another one at Walmart. They're, like, $5 now. (laughs) Like, I don't even think I'd go over a war over my flat panel TV. I'm like, I'll just spend $100 on a brand new one. It's easy. Oh, my God. I would go to war over my TV, but only because it's my baby. Robin's seen it. She knows. Yeah. Like, but that size TV? No. No, 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 no. My laptop's bigger than that. It's not. I'd be like, can you take that from me, please? I'll give it to you. This is better than calling junk removal. (laughs) So like we said before, Anna Lucia is like literally triggered by, you know, this baby crying. Mike stops her and he's like, what the heck is going on? Like, obviously he's just like, clearly, you know, something bad has happened. She went through a shooting. It's a whole thing. But also like, you're supposed to be better. Like you're supposed to be healed from this. It's almost like it was too soon for her to go back out in the field. Huh. <laughs> I know, and obviously he's seeing that now, and he's like, I don't really want to be partnered with you anymore until you're, like, do you, should you even be back on the field at all? No, no, okay. she should not. <laughs> so they're back in the LAPD parking lot, and Mike is pissed, obviously, because he's like, that's not how we do our job, my friend. He calls her AL. Like, no one oh. calls her that. That's oh. so cute that they have a nickname. A little nick- nickname? Yeah. Um, and she's like, well, I told him to stop, like, twice. And he's like, cool, so, like, is this life now? Is that you just, like, pull your gun on everybody? I hate that she tries to justify it instead of, like... But, I mean, that's Anna Lucia, isn't it? Like, she doesn't say sorry. Yeah. And then that's when Rags comes back in and he's just like, dude, guess what? Caught your guy! Woo! Yeah, that's totally how he said it, too. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear a fun fact? (gasps) Yeah. The guy who plays Jason McCormick, this is his only acting role. That he has ever done. What? Yeah. It was this. Did they, like, find him on the street, or... And, like, that's... And it's like, oh, it it was his first acting role? No, no, no. He hasn't done anything since, either. Did they literally just, like, go out in Hawaii and, like, you look like (laughs) a college frat boy. Let's choose you. Yeah. That's probably literally it. (laughs) Um, so they're in the interrogation room. His name's Jason McCormick. And they picked him up on an assault of an elderly woman. So if I, if I didn't already know how garbagey he was, this would confirm it. Yeah, that'd do it. I did shoot her what five times with armor piercing? Um, guns? four. I think <laughs> four times. Wait, does yeah, because it, it was two and two. Yeah. Does anyone know why he got away with it in the first place? They couldn't find him previously. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then they did, and then she said she, it wasn't him. Okay, I just wanted to Because he, sure. he shot her and then ran off, and they were more worried about, you of know, Of course, her. yeah. Okay. There was, a, you know, a partial fingerprint match, and he confessed to do it, and all she needs to do is ID him, and she's like, oh, well, it wasn't him. Okay, well, he, like, literally said he did it. Okay, well, it wasn't him. His name is Jason McCormick. We picked him up on an assault on an elderly woman in Echo Park. His fingerprints matched a partial from your crime scene. We questioned him, and he confessed. And the DA's ready to file charges. All he needs is for you to ID him. It's not him. He confessed. I don't know him. Can you guys give us a minute? 
Why are you doing this? Because it's not him. He put four bullets into you. Hollow points through your vest. He tried to kill you. You want a list of his priors? You want to put this guy back out on the street? It's not him. Wasn't me. Seriously. <laughs> Her mom's like, what? Uh, so she's like, hey, everyone else go away. Like, stop. And she's like, it's not him. Four bullets. Four. Oh, that's a number. Another thing is that she will, like, it really seems like she's trying not to look at her mom. Like, her mom can probably obviously tell that she's lying, but she can't do anything about it. She's like, if I don't make eye contact, then she, it's just like a cat who's, like, trying not to, like, tell you that they're eating your food. It's like, if I don't look at you, then you can't see me creeping up on you. (laughs) So, yeah, like, he tried to kill her, and you want to, like, put him back on the street? And she's like, he won't be back on the street for long. I love the way you like kind of saying that. Cause I am going to kill him soon. Dun, dun, dun. Do you think she planned the revenge as soon as she saw him? Um, or I think she had that the, revenge planned. Or before she even came back. Yup. My thought one. is like as soon as she found out that she had a miscarriage, she was like, somebody's gonna pay for this. Yep. Yeah. Like she knew that whoever did it, she was going to kill. Mm-hmm. So flashback again, Anna's in the bar. And we see Jason McCormick, and he leaves the bar, and Anna's like, aha, tailing him. I'm undercover. Woo. (laughs) And so she follows him, and she's like, hey, Jason. And he's like, who you? And she's like, I was pregnant. And she shoots him three times. And then three more times. Um, from far away and then close up. Ooh, here's another fun fact. I was watching the Lost on Location for this episode, and and they were showing, like, the behind the scenes of how they got this shot. Okay. And it was really cool. She, like, obviously it's a fake gun, but she shot him those three times from far away, and then he fell down, and then he, like, rolled out of the way, (laughs) and then she, like, walked up and shot, like, just the empty ground those other three times. Oh, wow! Who knew that it was, like, that, like, low-tech? Oh, yeah, fully! That's why I'm, like, so amazed by watching the the behind-the-scenes of Sense8. They literally just, like, move. Like, there's no editing. the the behind-the-scenes of Sense8. Yeah. It's just like they tap someone on the shoulder and they're like, duck, dude. Yeah, it's so cool. I love that crap. Do you guys have any more thoughts that aren't spoilers? Gosh, I don't think so. Anyone else? You got any? No. No? No. Okay, sweet. Um, Time for segments then. Nice. Uh, So now it's time for our favorite line award. My favorite line goes to Jack and Kate for golf is accuracy. Well... Why don't we play a few holes and see which one of us is more accurate? Ooh, flirting. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely like a type of flirting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And um, which one did I pick again? I don't remember. I usually write it in for you and I didn't this I time. think you put I'm pregnant. Yeah. I was pregnant. Yeah. yeah. Mine it goes to Andalusia for I was pregnant and then. I was pregnant. Badass. It was badass. And mine goes to Saeed. Uh, what good would it be to kill you? If we're both already dead. Oh, Ouch. so good. <laughs> so now we'll go into our themes. So we've got light and dark. And I mean, they've got a really freaking blatant one right at the end there with Jack wearing white mm-hmm. and Anna Lucia wearing black. It's really incredible when you think about it like that. Yeah. Did you guys have any other ones? I mean, you know. 
she talks about how a lot of things that ha- bad that happened to her happened at night and you know in the bar at night and yeah mm-hmm. so for man of science man of faith usually i just kind of like say some characters names out but i feel like it takes a long time and we can and sometimes we can't even figure it out for some characters so i'm trying to figure out a way to kind of change that one up and the the bad thing about like recording these so 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 far in advance is that you know nobody can give me any, mm-hmm. <laughs> any ideas well and the thing with man of science man of faith the way the seasons go, that shifts a lot. Mm-hmm. Because at, basically at certain points, they're both faithless and they're both, I guess, kind of drifting. So, I mean, maybe we can just say, like, who are some men of science this episode? No, that's hard, too. I don't no, know. Let's, let's... Uh, who are the faith and faithless? Why don't, why don't we just say Anna Lucia? Science or faith this episode? Science. She's very... I think she's very science. Yeah. Okay. I think it should always be the person it's centered on. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Keep going. I think she's she's lost her faith. Yeah. In herself and everyone else, she's lost faith. So she can't have faith. Okay. So then could you theoretically argue that in the flashbacks, maybe, or at some point, she used to have faith? I think she did. Yeah, I think that event was so traumatizing, so catastrophic. It altered her. So whoever she was before, mm-hmm. she is no longer that person. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, and I think that like her even telling the story about how she totally believed that Jason McCormick was a student and she had faith that he was a good person. When exactly. He wasn't. Yeah, and that's why it was taken away from her. Yeah. So until further notice, Man of Science, Man of Faith, our segment is now just a discussion about whether or not the main character in the episode was science or faith. I think that's better. Thank you. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now it's time for Hurley's Walkman. Um, uh, we got outside by stained this episode. It, it was the song playing in the bar when Anna Lucia was in there with Jason McCormick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was released in 2001. And some of the lyrics, I actually took a look at the lyrics and a lot of them were pretty good. Let me see if I can find the chorus here. I'm on the outside, I'm looking in, I can see through you, see your true colors, because inside you're ugly, you're ugly like me, I can see through you, see to the real you. Oof. And I think it's very appropriate for when it plays, because yeah. that's when she decided to to fully do what she planned. Yeah. All the times that I felt insecure, and I leave a burning path of flame, like, yeah, it's pretty relevant. And then it also can be for the conversation she has with Saeed. Yeah, totally. Because they're yeah. seeing... They're seeing the true person. Yeah. The scars and and the guilt and the darkness. Yeah. Um, how many episodes since the last knockout? Oh man. Man, we didn't even get to one this time. <laughs> we didn't even get like two minutes in. Saeed got just murked. Murked means um, murdered. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I said it and then I was like, that's not true. <laughs> you know what? The important part is that you try. Uh does this episode pass the Bechtel test? It actually does. Yes, it does. Anna Lucia and her mom have a nice chat about Anna Lucia. So that's nice. My heart is a little warm thinking about that. Yeah, it's good. Because so far we have not been successful with this one. Yeah. I think it gets better as, as the seasons go on. You know what, yeah. I agree. When they introduce more women. Yeah. Agreed. Totally. Stay tuned for our segment after the outro. We'll be discussing this episode within the context of the rest of the series. Please be aware that this will be rampant with spoilers, so proceed with caution. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. 
please, if you're so inclined, write us a nice review on iTunes. We like those. And we also have a survey. It is uh, just like perpetually open. And we just like to hear um, what you like about the podcast. What are some things that we could work on? Um, yeah. Thanks. And um, if you're a fan of The 100, which everyone in this podcast is, yeah, <laughs> um, we like to talk about that show too. We covered season four and season five, and we will be covering season six and Unity Days coming up in January. Yay! And if you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show too. We talked about all of season one, all of season two. I think by the time that this episode goes up, like season three will have started. So that's really exciting. And we're also going to be talking about the chilling adventures of Sabrina on that feed. So... You know, if you like Sabrina and you don't like Riverdale, you you know, you don't have to listen to both. <laughs> <laughs> Do whatever you want. Choose your own adventure. They're different. They're different. And I don't know, like, there's this, like, little Netflix show. I don't know if you've heard of it called Stranger Things. Oh, my gosh. I have and so we many might. Things. Yeah, we might be doing um, a podcast about that. But, you know, it's chill. Coming 2019. <laughs> Yep. Uh, you can follow at the aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, but mostly Twitter. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash the aficionados. If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate the support because it goes right back in the podcast. Thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. Danny Sam, thank you so much for coming on the pod. <laughs> woo it was fun. Oh, I, I, we hope you had a good time. <laughs> I mean, we're going to do the spoiler section too, but we, we do the outro okay. twice. Um, okay, and our next episode is 209, What Kate Did. And we're going to be having John on for that episode. He's at John Delaporta on Twitter. What did that Kate do? Yeah, let's find out. Just, just don't know. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. And now we get to talk about spoilers. Spoilers. Okay. We're going to talk spoilers. Some episodes I just wait for the spoiler section. It's really too bad in episodes like this where it's like all about a character that dies so early on in the series that there's yeah. just not that many spoilers to talk about, you know? Yeah. Other than like what an injustice was done to her. Yeah. Because she was such a good character. It's true. I'm trying to find. And I just, I would love to see what would have happened if she was alive when they met Jacob and the Man in Black. Right. Like, her dark side and how that would have played out. I would have um, loved to see her just straight up clock Jacob and Man in Black in the face. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't... Uh, I'm just looking for some stuff about the island storyline. One of the things is that Michael says, shoot me. You're gonna shoot me? Shoot me. And then Michael ends up shooting Anna Lucia. Now, I can't remember why Michael shoots Anna Lucia. It's because the others told him that they he needs to free Ben and then um, bring back Hurley, Sawyer, Jack, and Kate. Um, and you know, it's Michael's. It's finally Michael's opportunity to free Ben, like he said he was going to, and like that was like the first part of the plan. And the only person standing in his way was Anna Lucia, so he shot yeah, Anna Lucia. Yeah, she wa- basically walked in on him, and then Libby walked in on him, killing her. Yeah, and then Michael shot himself in the shoulder. Uh, to make it look like Ben escaped and shot everybody else. Okay, okay. It makes sense that the middleman played into this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That little shit. <laughs> Locke and Echo meet, and that's exciting because Locke and Echo have, like, a whole thing. <laughs> you know, like... That's an understatement. Yeah, I, I mean, Locke, like, saves Echo's life in season three, and... 
he they also have like a clashing of faith totally at the end of this season it's completely like they they totally switch sides because echo is just like who cares about pushing the button you know because he doesn't know about it and Locke's like dead set on pushing the button and then they switch sides and echo's like we have to push the button it's our destiny and echo's like yeah i don't have time for that i don't get it um (laughs) like other stuff to do but it's interesting to me that echo is here at the swan and he's like recognizing the logo of the of the swan because of the arrow and he and, and then Locke walks up when he and Locke are two of the people including also nikki and paolo i think oh god um, oh god who discover the pearl and then the pearl ties to echo's brother yes exactly so that's cool and in regards to echo and guns i think yeah. when he puts his gun down when he flees his country i don't think he ever touches a gun again Ouch, that hurts. Oh, yeah. Like, because he's very anti-gun, but I don't think he ever picks up a gun again. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I don't recall. I mean, I can't remember anything, but that sounds right. Another thing is that Jack says, hands hands Michael a gun and says, do you know how to use this? And Michael says, yes. Mm. Don't give him the gun. <laughs> Let's see. what else Man, the last time Michael was around a gun, sorry, got shot. She's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about Mike, Anna Lucia's partner. Mm-hmm. His name's Mike. Okay. Hi, Mike. We see him again, I believe, at the beginning of season four. I'm pretty sure it's the beginning of season four. Okay. When he, like, takes Hurley in for questioning. And he's just like, oh, hey, I know you're one of the Oceanic Six. Like, there was actually somebody that I knew who was on that flight. Her name was Anna Lucia. Do you know, like, did you ever meet her? Oh, that hurts. And Hurley has to say No. It's no. so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. Everyone just starts crying. <laughs> it's literally so heartbreaking that they have to lie, especially like like lying to the public at whole like in whole in general, fine. But lying to people who cared about the people that lived and died on that island is exactly. very sad. It must feel monstrous to do it, knowing that those people will never get closure. Well, that's another thing is it's just like they finally get to have a funeral for Christian and Claire's mom walks up to Jack and it's just like, oh, like my daughter Claire was also on the plane. Like she was your half sister or whatever. And Jack has to be like, oh yeah, sorry. Like never met her. Don't know anything about that. Bye. And he walks away like half sister? Half sister? What the heck? <laughs> That's one way to yeah, find right? out. Can you imagine? <laughs> I at my dad's funeral. I have to pretend I don't know this person. Oh, and wait, she's my sister. Yo, I would not have been able to hide it. I would have been like, say what now? Uh-uh. I'd be like, what? <laughs> um, Anna Lucia says that she's better off alone, and that reminds me of season six Sawyer after somebody. I know Brittany's going to be mad at me stop for bringing it. it up. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. But it's important. It didn't happen. After she passes away, he, like, throws away his wedding ring that he was going to propose to her with, and he says that he's, <laughs> that some people are better off alone. You know what's interesting is that I hate you and I don't want to be on this podcast anymore. Yeah. It's been like a decade or more and I still haven't recovered from that. It was so traumatizing. (laughs) When it aired, I bawled my eyes out. It was so traumatizing. (laughs) She deserved better. I can actually, I almost never say that because I always, always like understand writing choices. But she really did deserve better. It's true, and you know what? Like Michelle said, like specifically, like wanted to leave after a year, so we can't like totally blame the writing, but 
still. Yeah. I mean, I was talking about Juliet, but also same. Oh, I was talking about Anna Lucia. Yes. Sorry. You know what? I agree with both. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Honestly, that's all my spoilers. Do you guys have any other spoiler thoughts? Unfortunately, like with a character that passed away, like like I said, it, it, you know, there's not a lot of spoilers to talk about. She's kind of contained into this season, and there's not going to be a lot of spoilers, I think, for the entire arc of the show. Yeah. Because it's more of the creating the beginning of the Tailies and the Beechers, like, together. Yeah. Um, what were you saying? I can't remember what we were saying about, um, Jacob and the Man in Black before. That the story of Gilgamesh... Oh, right. Did you want to talk about that? I don't know a lot about Gilgamesh. I just looked it up on Lostpedia, basically. But how... (laughs) How, basically, Gilgamesh, when they fight, basically just kill this god's bull, and then his friend taunts the gods it's kind of how um gilgamesh and his friend are you could say gilgamesh is the light and his friend is the dark and in taunting the gods like the men in black taunts the island gotcha i'll take it yeah i was like okay (laughs) oh damn all right i love it all right well danny sam thank you so much for coming on the pod yeah thank you dude this was really fun I loved it, actually. Oh, I'm so glad that you loved it. I was like, I hope she knows that we're just two idiots who just make bad jokes. Yeah. (laughs) You had, yeah, you had so many great insights. We loved having you on. It was fun. It was nerve-wracking, but it was fun. (laughs) Do you want to remind us where we can find you on the internet again? Find me pretty much everywhere. Twitter, I think Instagram, uh, at Sam's Jazz, or I think Instagram is at Sam's underscore jazz. Sweet. Um, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me at Abertania, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And I almost spelled my own name wrong. <laughs> and we, and you can follow at the Aficionados all over the heckin' place. Are we doing this backwards? No, ma'am. I'm very stressed out. No, no, it's Patreon, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's backwards. We, we always do our Twitter things out last. It, I have not changed anything. Anyway, our Patreon is patreon.com slash theaffectionados. If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it because um, this is expensive to do. It's so expensive. It's very expensive. Especially because we're like, let's make another one. Yeah, it's getting more Yeah, it's getting more expensive because we keep getting more and more like ambitious. <laughs> yes, and it takes up more and more of our time because we're also editing it all. So like, please help us. We can't work. <laughs> <laughs> we can work. We're just lazy. Um, <laughs> Like 16 hour days. Like, we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. Ignore him. He's an idiot.